What's up, everybody? Welcome to the 100th episode of the SoCo Show. It's our SoCo Centennial. Uh, this is the voice of Co-Olivia Wilde, director of Booksmart, aka the co-host Cody Michael. I'm joined no. as yes, no. <laughs> I'm joined as always by the SoHost Seth Ott. That's not how this works. Now, now you have to go another entire month without. It's a special <laughs> episode, Seth. Give me a fucking break. For this very special episode of the show, we had to call in backup as well. At Jared Buckendall. Jared Buckendall joins the show. Welcome, Jared. I like feet. <laughs> I really like feet. Jared actually isn't here. It's just all sounders. Yeah, that's pretty much. Jared, oh, you what did you think more? of what? What do you think of Toy Story? I really like <laughs> Toy Story. <laughs> that's what I thought of it. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I'm here. I'm well. Yeah, let's do this. <laughs> I want to hear. I want to immediately get to this because we were talking about it right before we started recording. Jared is here to settle a bet. Uh, and his is the only vote that counts. So uh, <laughs> tell the folks, tell the folks your piece, Jared. Well, okay. You know, you had an argument maybe five, ten episodes ago about this BD Wong. I was gonna say BD Wang, <laughs> BD Wong, <laughs> Benedict Wang situation. I thought they were this. I I agree with you, Cody. I thought BD was short for Benedict. I thought they were the That's same it. person. Booyah! For three for the win. Yes. That means I win. That means I'm right. They are, in fact, the same person. <laughs> You're right about both being idiots. <laughs> J.R. Uh, uh, Tolkien, is, isn't that short for Jerome? <laughs> I mean, it's like that, right? I don't know. That is how names work. I thought and uh, J- J.K. Rowling is short for Jaquan Rowling. <laughs> hey, you didn't know she also did the song Tipsy in the middle of the Harry Potter books. <laughs> Well, it's good to be here with uh, with Seth and with J.R. Buckendall, and um, <laughs> we got a lot of shit that we're going to talk about today. It's going to be a movie show. We're gonna we're gonna count down uh, some of our favorites from this year. We are gonna do some new reviews, and of course, it's the last episode of July slash the first episode, or sorry, last episode of June, first of July. So we got to do the new release exam as well. So look forward to that near the end of the show. A uh, lot of lot of stuff before. Uh, between here and there, though. And the first is that it, it is, again, our, our 100th episode, and we're stoked to be bringing it to you. And we've been teasing for weeks that we were going to have some new stuff coming at you. And and it, we weren't lying. Uh, we are. Uh, the first thing has already happened, and some of you may have already listened to it, uh, but we have added a show to the SoCo Network. Uh, SoCo presents previously on Big Brother, starring the one and only Seth Ott, and you've you've dropped your episode, Seth, and a few people have have listened already and are psyched for the Big Brother season. Do you have, do you want to pimp it out some more? Sure, yeah, I appreciate all the comments. Uh, they range from "You suck" to "Stop talking" to <laughs> "Eat a dick." So I'm, I'm feeling really successful. That right means now, you're so. doing something right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. I should apologize. Uh, that those are all my mom. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Go eat a dick, Seth. <laughs> So no, it's uh, I I am excited for the season. It was a preview show, so just kind of gave some basics. But I'm happy with how it turned out. Uh, got that the editor turned out a good uh, theme song. I enjoyed that. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to get into it. Uh, Tuesday is the premiere, and uh, we'll we'll have a full 
week one recap posting on Saturday. Awesome. Well, you can listen to previously on Big Brother right here in the same podcast feed. You're already listening to the SoCo show. You'll see those posted and you'll continue to get notifications if you're subscribed. If you're not subscribed, make sure that you are. Uh, Change that shit real quick so that you get new episodes of this show on Thursday and of the Big Brother show on Saturday. We also want you to go out to the YouTubes and subscribe to our SoCo page there. Uh, It's another place where you're going to be able to see the previously on Big Brother show if you want. And uh, another show is coming to our YouTube channel, which is going to be a Cody project. Um, We decided that we were going to take our Cody Describes a Horror Movie (gasps) segment from this show, and it's going to become a video series on YouTube, and I'm very stoked for that. Oh, dang. SoCo show exclusive that's it that is exactly right it is exclusive and <laughs> you're gonna have to you're gonna have to follow us on youtube to see that i'm very excited i i told seth and jared a couple months back i got bored and drunk one day and bought a green screen <laughs> for no reason and i was like i need to have a reason for this thing so i said fuck it let's do some youtube shows and uh so i've been kind of working on that stuff and should see that start to drop in the next few weeks i'm still uh i've been working things out but i got to pick a film to do lots of horror coming out in the near future. So I've got a few, um, few things to pick from. So you can keep an eye out for that on the YouTubes. Make sure you're, you're uh, subscribed there. And then what else is new? Um, oh, we uh, a, a, another show <laughs> that Seth and I have <laughs> jointly been working on uh, is going to be, I think we're calling it the SoCo Sketch Show. <gasps> and uh, Seth, why don't you tell the folks what that's all about? It's a bunch of sketches. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. There's no way. There's no way we don't have a hundred thousand subscribers right now. You sold it perfectly. Click now. Uh no, we've we've had a lot of fun uh writing it. I mean it is a bunch of sketches, is what it's actually gonna be, but um it's a bunch of comedy sketches, short, short, uh you know, two two to three minute sketches. Um we'll do probably about five total sketches an episode. So it'll be a short, short episode, um, hopefully around ten to fifteen minutes or so and uh, yeah, it's just fun little dumb things that we wrote. A lot of poop and penis jokes and humor, yep. but uh, a lot of stuff that we we find funny, and some other people do too, I guess. But I'm excited for that. We we just recorded, did the voiceover for a bunch of them yesterday, so that was fun. Uh, more on that later. But uh, yeah, you'll hear some surprise voices as well. But uh, it's it's gonna be fun. Uh, definitely encourage everyone to check it out. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. These are these are audio only sketches, so it's different from what you're probably used to. Uh, and they were written with that in mind. So we think they're going to turn out well. You can expect to see the first of those in the next couple weeks. And, of course, uh, the podcast version will be right here in the same SoCo podcast feed. And then uh, on the YouTube as well, you can find that stuff. So it's a lot going on at the SoCo show right now. Uh, if you want one place to kind of see it all, I have started a Facebook page for the SoCo show. And Ooh. so... Um, that will be going live this week, and we'll filter everything through there. So all the SoundCloud links, all the YouTube links will be right there. If Jared pays us, we'll post his videos there as well. <gasps> um, How much? <laughs> I don't know if you can afford it, but we'll talk about it. Damn. Um, so go on Facebook, search uh, SoCo Show. Uh, it's also uh, facebook.com slash SoCo Show, I think, is our link. I'll confirm that and put it in the description box. Uh, so you can go there. That'll be your one-stop shop for everything SoCo. Um, but again, make sure you're following us on YouTube and on SoundCloud or wherever it is you get your podcast uh, so that you don't miss anything because it's a lot of shit going on. And all of it fun, all of it exciting, and we're stoked to be bringing it to you. Uh, we decided we have to spend all the gobs of money we've made uh, off of our 100-episode podcast so this is our way of putting it 
putting our investment back to work, you know. So I'm saying that's mm-hmm. that all that audible money you guys are reeling in. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> We're just fucking rolling in it, man. What am I forgetting? That was a long I'm winded from all Man, that you commercial. guys are dropping a whole lot of new stuff. It's kind of a lot. Yeah. We get bored because we can't we can't hang out, so we're like, "Fuck, we got to do something with all the time." <laughs> we had commercial time, Jared. What do you got? What do you got in the works right now? You got a lot of shit going on on your side. Oh man, I can I can give you guys a little bit of an exclusive of. Oh no! Yeah, I can. Oh I can shit! Do for that real? Too. Um, oh shit! Hold hold on one second. We got to do this one. Break yourself, fool! <laughs> and that's when you break. Tight. You got the sounder and everything, man. You're teed up. What's what's hey, our exclusive hey, here? Hey, tight. So there's there's a few shows. Like I came out like a, a couple months ago, and I said, "Hey, I'm gonna have a ranking, a comedy sketch, uh, movies explained poorly, and then one other thing. I don't know. Movies explained poorly. That's getting shelved right now. I'm gonna try to transition that into something else. But I'm gonna be dropping JB Classic Reactions because uh, that character <laughs> just uh, discovered uh, Napster, so he's able to download trailers. <laughs> Um, on his Apple uh, MacBook or a Mac, whatever. And then also, you know how like people, they really want the ending of movies explained. They're really confused. They go to a movie and they just don't know how it ended. You know, uh, Dark Phoenix. What does, what does the ending mean? Well, I'm doing that, but it's called ending explained poorly. So I'm going to be (laughs) explaining the ending of movies very poorly. (laughs) Oh my god, that's gonna be great! I can't. Dark Phoenix has such an ambiguous ending that uh, I'm excited to see what uh, <laughs> how how you would describe that one. Can you can you uh, please? One of the requests I have is please explain the ending of 2001's Not Another Teen Movie. Oh yeah, that one. Need, that one's number that one, one, obviously. Oh good, good. Yes. Which we brings us to this show's now. topic. <laughs> yeah, all that shit we said we were doing before not happening. Instead, <laughs> it's gonna be a 90 minute rundown. Of not another teen movie from 2001. <laughs> I actually need you to explain the ending of Scary Movie 1, 2, and 3, please. They all get hit by a bus. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Is that really how they all end? I think so. Yeah. Uh, well, the first two, Cindy gets hit by a car. Yeah. And then the third one, the kid gets hit by a car. What about the fourth one? Uh, Someone gets remember. hit by a car. I didn't realize <laughs> that was a recurring gag on those movies. Yeah. Yeah. I remember it happening in the third one, though. And it was pretty fucking funny. <laughs> kid just gets clobbered because <laughs> don't they fake you out where they're in reverse and they're gonna hit him and they don't and then he gets hit from the side yeah something like that yeah oh man that's fucking brilliant comedy i aspire to that level of funny luckily we got soco sketches coming out here in a few weeks <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah it, you rest assured our stuff is much higher brow than that of the scary movie series i promise i would never lie to you listeners <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually very excited for that. It'll be, uh, I'm interested to see. You know, it's funny. You don't, um, the the best way to like understand what your own brand of humor is, is to write it down and then read it. (laughs) (laughs) We realized very quickly (laughs) that our brand of humor is not very mature. Um, Which is fun because like as individuals, Seth and I are pretty mature dudes. Uh, we have 401ks and insurance and stuff. <laughs> Jared laughed at that too hard. We're no, we're not. <laughs> but like, and, and, okay, maybe maybe we are a little immature. But like, even as individuals, we're way more mature than we are as a team. And, yeah. Uh, and you're gonna see that. You're gonna see that advertised on uh, on the, the SoCo sketch show for sure. Because 
You both bring each other down. <laughs> That's a really good way of putting it. <laughs> yeah, we do. We do. Seth, Seth specifically brings me down. I've been dragging Seth now through 100 episodes of this show. <laughs> and uh, that is crazy to think about. Jared, we were talking before. Uh, we both started kind of, you a little bit before us, started um, doing the YouTube review thing. And then we, we jumped on board shortly after with the podcast and the ride home. And it's been two years now. Uh, give or take a couple weeks since that happened. And it's fucking crazy to think that we got a hundred episodes. It turns out no one can cancel a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> or the, or we might've been. Yeah. Except for audible. They might, they still might kick us off, but it's crazy to think of how much we've done in those two years and specifically how, how much our show has changed. And I know your stuff has too. Uh, do you ever go, do you go back and I know you did, I guess for your one year anniversary, you went back and watched your first video and reacted, but have you yeah. recently gone back to any of your old stuff? Um, and I'll, I'll go back and it's just, oh man, it's so brutal to watch because I'll say like a sentence at a time and then the editing's not smooth and you can tell that I'm basically like reading off of a piece of paper and it's not that like, uh, cohesive or natural, but yeah, I mean, hell, just like you guys said, like if you go back and listen to your first stuff, there's no sounders. It's, oh, it's there's a little, sounders. <laughs> okay. There's a few. They're, they're very, like you said, low brow fart poop sounders no it's us playing instruments that are not oh, really yeah you know what that wow that is yeah i forgot about that oh you gosh. guys you guys have kind of made a couple like enhancements it's like yeah you had your first ones where it was just completely made up like by your mouths or whatever you could find around the house yep. and then and then you guys did the fart ones and then you're like okay maybe we need to move away from the fart ones yeah, it took us a while to grow out of the fart and dick jokes, but it was about our one-year mark where we decided we were going to start doing less of that. So then at your two-year mark, you decided to bring it back with sketches? Yeah, we, we <laughs> yeah. needed to outlet that fart energy somewhere. <laughs> it was just really building up. People say we have a lot of big fart energy. <laughs> <laughs> That's a shirt. I We didn't plan on doing this, but this conversation is making me really want to. I have pulled up here episode one of the SoCo show. Oh, God. And uh, I want to listen to the first little bit of it. Here, Here's here's our very first episode. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the first edition of the SoCo show. I'm Seth. So, <laughs> and I am Cody. Oh God, that's Co, so bad. We're here to bring you the latest in meaningless nonsense. We're going to do so every week, um, but this being the first episode. Oh shoot me! Okay, that's as much as if I can you didn't lose anyone. Else I love that song though. Notes, that's so fucking good. You lost them when you're like, so. <laughs> that was a, so. I I thought of the so and co-host thing like right away. And that was, and Seth like didn't want to do it. And I was like, no, just do it. We got it. And <laughs> I think you were right about it. Um, <laughs> Cause thinking back now, I was like, that's maybe not a great way to kick, kick off a podcast, but it worked out just fine, I guess. Oh man, that was bad. That song is, I remember like, <laughs> like two or three weeks in some random account that does music for podcast messages. And it was like, Hey, do you guys want to do some music for your podcast? <laughs> And I'm like, nope. <laughs> we got this. We got it. I still think it's funny that, like, uh, I think it was we were at some party together after I had started my channel. And then you guys are basically like, 
oh, if he could do it, we could do it. <laughs> that was a conversation we had. We were like, yeah. oh, you can just do this stuff. Yeah, just turn on a camera and go. Yeah, at least you put a little more work into it than, than slamming your fingers on a yeah. random keyboard. I don't know. My, yeah, my <laughs> banging on a fake well. drum. God, yeah, we man. took different... You took the time to like to like hone it and work on it and make sure it was at least relatively good before you put it out. We just decided, okay, this week we're putting a podcast out and we'll figure it all out. And so it took us a while to kind of grow into a groove. So we, we went very different, um, very different uh, routes to get to it. So we had, yeah, we had a, hey, a, you a, guys a growing have, uh, period. You've improved a lot. Most of our improve, improvement, though, has just been trial by fire because we realized, oh, that should work. We should do that in a podcast <laughs> <laughs> instead of actually, like, like you said, taking time to work on it. It's really funny to think of, like, how – so that first episode, I can specifically remember, we're sitting across from each other um, in, in our basement and with one microphone Pantsless. in between us without pants. Uh, that's the one <laughs> thing that hasn't changed about the show. I was going to say, um, that's what makes it such quality entertainment. That's true. Because we we just bear our souls and our butts uh, on this show. It's um, crazy. We didn't even use our hands to play the music either. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's gross. Oh, I got to hit you with one of these. Oh, that's nasty. <laughs> See, we, 100 episodes, you couldn't even done that because we you didn't know how to make sounders. We had to put the sounders in after, in post. So we, we would go, we would go yeah. all right, let's talk about, let's talk about TV news. Pause for five seconds. Okay, here we are with TV news. <laughs> You would have had to pull that up on YouTube and then play that in order for that to yeah. be in the show. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. I still don't know how you guys do it. Do the sounders? Well, I mean, I or know continue that to a record button, a podcast there, together. Is there some sort of program? Yeah. So I have a soundboard. Here's a little inside baseball for the show. We've cobbled together a whole big a whole package of software to to record. So uh, nice. now, since we live apart, uh, we have Skype open. Each of us is recording on our individual uh, PCs. And then I have the soundboard, which is an app called Soundplant that you can get for free. Um, so the soundboard has all of our sounders. Uh, and if when I hit the button and it plays, it plays out to the two of you and it also plays into my recorder. Yeah. So I have my voice and all the sounders and then I slap on Seth's and Jared's voices on top of it. So that's kind of, that's a little bit of how we, but it took us forever. Like I've tried so many different softwares. We went from one microphone to two. We went to the microphone sitting on tables, two on arms. We've been in a few different rooms and places. So it's been a lot of, like Seth said, trial by fire to figure out the sound that we have now. And I'm sure in some amount of time, it'll look very different from it does now even. I mean, yeah, it's just little tiny tweaks, but uh, I mean, just listening to that first intro (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's uh it's enhanced tenfold you know what the the subtle best part of that song was though was the fucking the, the three claps of the drumsticks together before <laughs> that that's what made it great well i had to count you in because we'd play that all together uh my favorite part though because seth you were all about the keyboard at that time and when oh, you came yeah. in with the the <laughs> you're really stoked about having written that melody <laughs> so we had to put in but what what people don't realize is so we we were doing a new theme every week and our current theme the one that we've kept we did it the same way it was on that same mm. keyboard uh i think i'm beatboxing and then we all we just made random noises so i mean that is the least the least elegant thing about our our show is the the theme song and we just love it so much we can never change it <laughs> I remember when we finished it too, we were just like, that's it. That's yep. the fucking theme. That's the one. 
It was like, it was, it's just like how, uh, you know, like uh, Snoop Dogg and uh, how Snoop Dogg came up with gin and juice. He was so happy about it. He just, you're right. Same thing here with our podcast theme. Yeah, that's a true story about Snoop Dogg, too. So I take responsibility for the first 30 seconds of the Soho show being dreadful. Uh, what was the second I, theme? The sec- Oh, you want to hear more? <laughs> yeah, I do. Okay, here's the second theme. Oh, this is better. Never mind. <laughs> what? <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode two of the Soho Show. This is Cody Michael here along with Seth Ott. Oh, hey, yeah. When was this? Did you say right. hey, yeah? Was that like episode yep. 10? That was episode was two, because we were going to do a different theme every week. Oh. Um, All right. You got to play episode three now. Yeah, Let's we got to keep going. Three. We got to keep going. Here's number three. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the SoCo Show. This is Cody right, Michael, four? joined as always by Seth Ott. Hey. <laughs> four, every every time there's there's music that sounds like music, just know that that's Seth wailing on the keyboard. Hell yeah, man. Okay, here's keyboard. four. Keyboard hero. Ah, number four. Four is the regular. <clears throat> yep. <clears throat> and it has not changed since then. So we it only took us a couple tries to get to the perfect one. Hey, see? When you know, you know. And if you don't know, now you know. Sucker. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, don't say the real one. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are we're certainly happy to be bringing y'all episode number 100. Uh, and thank you so much to the, the listeners out there who have been with us the entire way. I can't imagine it's very many of you, but <laughs> for those who it is, uh, and for those who have come on at different times, uh, please don't go back and listen to the early stuff. Just take our word for it that uh, they were podcasts. So... <laughs> Thank you for listening to our first 100, and here's to 100 more. And Bye. Uh, bye. That's the end of this now. <laughs> we actually have a lot of shit to talk about today, so we got we to gotta get into it, um, and we're going to start like we always do. We're not changing anything. We're going to Chic Tweets. I call you a punk. Iron Sheik says, congrats, SoCo Show, on 100 episodes. No, he didn't. No, he fucking that. didn't. That'd be me, Dave. He doesn't. He doesn't care about us. No, uh, Iron Cheek had to give us a little bit of Wednesday wis- wisdom on Wednesday. To keep the body in good health is a duty. Otherwise, go fuck yourself, you dumb son of a bitch. <laughs> oh. <laughs> nice. Hashtag Wednesday wisdom. Yes. There you go. I don't even need to summarize it. That's just good advice. Everybody listen to the Sheik. I call you a punk. We really ought to send the Sheik a, a fruit basket or something think his segment the chic segment i think is the longest running segment that we have that we're still doing right yeah more than likely have you guys tweeted at him to be like hey yo we we do this you know we tweeted him a happy birthday i don't know if we've told him that we're we're ripping his tweets off we don't want him to ask us for money Mm, (laughs) touche touche douche yes touche uh what do we got let's shout out our sponsors we wouldn't we wouldn't be here without you we we would but uh, we're, <laughs> we we're just going to be honest now. <laughs> um, audibletrial.com slash SoCo. Hit the link in the description box. You're going to get 30 days and your first book for free. Ooh. Oh, this guy again. Mathis Designs, etsy.com slash shop slash Mathis Designs for all your stationary and graphic design needs. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, Mike's Wood, Etsy.com slash shop slash corn fed and wed to get your wood worked. 
There you go. Um, for our 100th episode, all three of our sponsors are giving away $100 free if you, just, <laughs> <laughs> if you just send them an email saying that, just tell them Co sent you and then they'll get you $100. <laughs> Uh, and it's not they, like a hundred dollars in their product. It's just straight up a hundred dollar bill. They're gonna it's send cash you. money, baby. <laughs> you know what's you know what's funny? Okay, about that, just giving away free shit like that. There's one or two of my videos where I've put redemption codes for gift cards, and no one has used them. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, that's why people like gotta the read the description box. No, man. in the actual video. Where exactly? <laughs> yeah, you're lying. No, about I'm it. dead serious. <laughs> I'll wait another year and then I'll bring it up. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, go watch all Jared's stuff over on the YouTubes. At Jared Buckendall. And get all his free shit that and he's dangling on. Do you there. like hide it? And that's how you get watch time. <laughs> Did you hide it? I literally just put it in there at the end of one of my videos. Like, huh. you think that it's done and then it's just sitting there and then I walk back on frame and I'm like, oh, you're still here. And then I say, oh, well, thanks for watching. Um, I guess I'll give away a gift card and then put the code at the bottom. What? <laughs> yeah. That is insane. That's a, oh, better, crap. that's a better end credit scene than the one for Dark Phoenix. Right? <laughs> you should do that. You should continue to do that, but do it in your Randy Newman outfit. <laughs> <laughs> Just go, I got a gift card for you. <laughs> I'll make up a song about gift cards. Yeah. Oh my god, I gotta hear this. This is an official request. Done and done. So for, for all of our SoCo listeners, uh, go out to Jared's videos, find the video with the gift card, and uh, I guess tell us, and we'll tell everyone so that Jared's gotta give everyone gift cards. That's how this works, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Alright, well there you have it, folks. Free money is on the table. Uh, contact any of our sponsors as well as Jared, and uh, you're gonna get some free money. So you bet you were wondering when it was gonna pay off that you were listening to our show. Uh, today is that day. So hit the links in the description box uh, for your free cash. That's exciting. Free cash money. There you go. Free. <laughs> and actually, as it relates to our sponsors, um, uh, Audible really hasn't given a shit. But um, bastards. Mathis Designs is our friend Steph, and all of our artwork for the show is provided by Steph. Um, so whenever you see our profile photos and things like that, uh, that's Steph at work. So that's where we uh, are connected with Math Design. Also just as a friend. Uh, so is Mike, who you heard on a podcast on his wedding day like a year and a half ago. It was one of our early episodes. Uh, he is Mike's wood, and he's provided us with some signage and things for SoCo Show Studios. Uh, so all sorts of great stuff going on in there. So if you can, find a way to utilize their services on Etsy. And um, again, tell them Co sent you. I don't know if you'll get anything for free, but... Um, free! Do it anyway. <laughs> there you go. So... We did our announcements, we did the chic tweets, we did sponsors. Let's get into the meat of the show. We are going to uh, be talking movies. If you came for TV, get the fuck out, because uh, it's just movies today. And we're going to start by ranking our top 10 movies for 2019 so far. We're halfway through the year. Seth and I talked last week about a, a disappointing summer season so far. But the whole of 2019 has provided some gems. And so uh, we're going to count down all of our favorites from the first six months of the year 2019. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Mambo number 10. Uh, so, you're play it twice. <laughs> we're going to we're going to count down from 10 to 1 if if someone mentions a film that you have higher on the on the list, uh, stop us and we'll kick that can down the road and talk about it kick at it. its highest 
at its highest ranking. So let's jump into it. What's going to be our order? I think we start at 10, don't we? (laughs) (laughs) Number 10. Number 10 is a movie that I am going to review. Uh, Jared will also review uh, shortly. He already reviewed it on his channel, but we'll review on the podcast as well. Toy Story 4. So I won't go into depth in it just yet because there'll be a full review shortly. There you go. Toy Story 4. Is that, is that any higher for you, Jared? Uh, kick it. Okay. Kick it. We're kicking Wait, are we so. calling kick it or punt it or slap kick it? Kick it. Slap kick it? the can. Okay, kick the can. Slap it. Yeah, slap it. <laughs> Let's start slapping it. I like slapping it. Hey, slap. pop it. <laughs> Twist it. Oh, my God. Pull it. Pull it. <laughs> Jerk it. This isn't a hand job lesson, Jared. This is a game. Oh, geez. All right, let's go on. Um, my number 10 movie for the year. Um, I did some shuffling around at number 10. It's pretty jam-packed, so I'll have quite a few honorable mentions. Uh, but I ended up landing at Aladdin for number 10 on my oh, list. Wow. Yeah, I really liked this movie. And it was a pleasant surprise for me going way back to the first shots of, you know, first looks of Will Smith and of the cast and... I just thought that it was a really well done kind of recreation of the first. They weren't trying to reinvent the wheel, but they did. They added a lot of style that I really liked. They added some hip hop influence to some of the music, which was great. Uh, Friend Like Me, the new rendition is amazing. I listened to it a lot. Um, and I just was really happy about it when I left. And I think part of it was, was due to low expectations. Uh, and I was pleasantly surprised. But uh, I really did enjoy my time at Aladdin. One of the few uh, sort of gems that have stuck out of these last couple months. So. I enjoyed Aladdin. I know you guys too, but you don't have it obviously as high as me on the list. Oh no, uh, you didn't. You didn't stop talking, so I was gonna say kick the can. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I thought it was just fine. Yeah, it. I, I would say it's an honorable mention. It was one of those things that I think we all had that thought that it's gonna be trash, and then walked out actually enjoying it more than we didn't. I don't know. Yeah, uh, Will Smith, the music everything i i really enjoyed it but yeah it just doesn't make my top 10 i think that um as i look at i think my my 10 to 5 list is going to be very different from y'all's because one you guys have seen more movies and two i i like different movies <laughs> than especially seth does so i'm excited to see how my stuff fares against yours but jared what do you got at number 10 i have a feeling that you're both gonna kick this one fighting with my family no i'm not actually Ooh. cody hasn't seen it i actually oh. never saw that one Oh, really? Yeah, this one barely made my top 10, but I just really enjoyed it. Like, uh, I love the story, and I know that you two are more, uh, you're bigger wrestling fans than I, obviously. Um, but I really like the story and everything, and the performances. It, it was just a fun, like, the story was, uh, I think the story really got me. I, I think I might have teared up, honestly. I, I mean, I, I did a little bit too. Uh, I liked it a lot. It just, I think for me, being a wrestling fan and knowing the actual story, yeah. the liberties they took with the story, I wasn't fully uh, in tune with. Did they so change I, it a bit to make it more cinematic? They they changed a lot. A lot more than I wanted anyway. Like, not too much. It didn't change the integrity of the whole thing, but it did change. It, they kept the basic story there, but it just, it changed a lot of the true nature of it. And, and I kind of... It just took me out of it a little yeah. bit. I think if it would have been, if I would have not been a wrestling fan or if I would have, uh, if they would have stuck a little bit more to the actual story, it would be in my top 10 for sure. Gotcha, but I gotcha. did still like it. It was a really good movie. No, that that makes complete sense because, yeah, I, I'm sure if I knew a little bit more into the backstory or the the true story of everything, then I might have, it might have switched a little bit in my mind. But no, I liked it. This was a big showpiece for Florence Pugh. 
and she's starting to appear in more Ew. things. She's going to be a midsummer coming out <laughs> this month. Was this a star maker for you? Are you guys on board for what she's working on in the future? Yeah, yeah, she's really good. Uh, isn't she supposed to be in uh, Black Widow as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think so. so. So yeah, she did. She did well here. Cody just mentioned seeing the amount of movies. Jared, do you know how many movies you've seen so far this year? Oh man, uh, does like in the theater or like just watching? yeah, like new movies twenty nineteen. Yeah, I could count them, but I don't know why. What do you got? I've been keeping track. I, I'm very uh, OCD about it, but I'm at 49 currently. 49? Get, come back to me. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm at about 35 myself, so I'm, I'm hanging in there, but I, I, won't, I probably won't catch Seth this year. Number nine. I'm, this might be a can kick uh, in Jared's camp here. Uh, I have, number nine, I have Teen Spirit. Oh, kick that can. Kick ah! it. Kick it. Ah! Let's go to my number nine. Uh, One that I'm confident neither of you have in number nine. I know we all liked this movie. I think it's a similar story to Aladdin, uh, where it was better than expectations. Uh, But it it has hung around my top ten, even to this point in the year. I have Alita Battle Angel at number nine. Oh. uh, (laughs) Yeah, and Seth is groaning, I can tell. Um, I liked Alita, man. The world build was cool. The effects were cool. Uh, The action in it was very cool. And, uh, yeah, it's it's just one that I, you know, I'm not... It's not one that I that I left the theater and was like, "This is in my top ten this year." Like some of mine, some of mine higher on the list are going to be, um, but it's one that uh, I keep. It's kind of a line for me where I'm like, "Okay, did I like this movie better than I liked Alita?" And I've only found eight so far that that is the case. So it is. It <laughs> snuck wanna... up on my list. I know it's a surprise to y'all, but I liked it a lot, and it, I'm hoping for a sequel because I like the world it's I... in. I just pictured a scenario where you walked out of the theater going, this is not in my top 10 this year. And someone walks by you going, what? Like, oh, I did that a few times. <laughs> Who is this man? <laughs> Why is he screaming out random thoughts? <laughs> I liked Alita, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's at the bottom of my movies I liked this year. Yeah. I, yeah. Fair. I think the story in general wasn't the best, but man, the visuals, the, what they did with the mocap and everything. And that, was it murder ball or rollerball or what motorball motorball yeah, yeah. murder motorboat. i think i said murderball i don't know that sequence was really fun but i just wish that they would have expanded on pretty much everything like i would love to see a sequel oh yeah definitely and i think you know i was talking about how my my like 10 to 5 are gonna be very because you guys have seen more movies than i have and so for me alita is just in the top third of my movies you know, yeah. so it's it's kind of different, and so I I will defend Alita, but not that much. <laughs> how many How many did you say you've seen again? Thirty some. It's around thirty five. Okay. Um, I counted it up, and if you're counting Netflix movies, these are ones I've reviewed. Okay, uh, fifty three. Oh wow! But but then again, there's a handful of them I didn't review, like uh, See You Yesterday, and um, a few other ones. So I don't know. We'll we'll say fifty five or something. Or something. Yeah. Or something. Or something. <laughs> Number nine, Jared. Uh, this one. Yeah, Jesus, Jared. Sorry, sorry. I didn't know where we were. Um, <laughs> Toy Story 4. Okay. Number nine. Just a spot higher than. Toy Story. Have we all seen Toy Story 4? Mm-hmm. Nope. Oh, I haven't Cody. seen number three Not- yet. So uh, I haven't watched the Okay, one. okay. Yeah, I was, I was very surprised. I mean, everyone, this is exact what everyone says. We didn't need this. It, it, like, we didn't need it, but... We wanted it. I don't know. It it worked out. I'm at a loss for words right now. It was a, They found a story in there that really connected everything and kind of filled in a little bit of blanks of characters that might have disappeared and then they came back. And it was just a very 
good end cap to I guess Woody's story. Yeah, I I, I definitely want to talk about it in the review because I had some issues with it. Um, okay, but uh, yeah, we'll we'll talk about that later. Okay, yeah, yeah. Number eight, probably another can kick here, Rocket Man. Kick it. Yep, we're gonna boot that one down the road. Kick it. Uh, Seth will eventually get to, talk. I'll get get to, to talk. speak. I'll get to talk for my last four. This is this is exactly what fucking happened with the end of last year one. Like, I had all these ones that you guys had higher, and then the last four I'm talking forever because it's a bunch of indie stuff. Um, uh, yeah. I got Gloria Bell and uh, this <laughs> one that they filmed on uh, a Polaroid camera from the 90s. And, uh... <laughs> That's exactly what it's going to fucking be. Yeah, it is. Gloria Bell is not in my top ten. It was 11. I was We're just trying to think of... Oh, no, leave no trace where they're dusting up the tracks in the forest. <laughs> That's good. We're going to get to Seth's top three, and listeners are going to be like, what the fuck movie is that? I've never heard These of These don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's gonna be good. Uh, so that's me at number eight. This is this is one that I I hesitated. I wasn't sure whether or not I should put this on, whether or not this qualified. Um, but I have I have Black Mirror's Bandersnatch here at number eight, and uh, I know it's not on either of your lists. And it was just really, you know, this is the one that had the the um, choose your own adventure aspect to it, which I thought was done brilliantly. Um, I had a really fun time kind of testing the different scenarios and the different paths that you can take. But even even besides the gimmick of it all, I thought it had a really cool narrative with some interesting twists and turns. And and just like Black Mirror always is, and most Black Mirror episodes are, are might as well be a feature. I just thought it told a cool story and it had nice twists and turns. And uh, I enjoyed it a lot. I did. And I enjoyed it as much as any anything else in my top 10. Uh, I will I will replace it. Um, if you, if you, uh, want me to, but, but as far as movies I've seen, I got Black Mirror at number eight. No, that's, that's fine. You can put it on there as long as I can put in the you versus wild, choose your old, your own, your own adventure with Bear Grylls in my top 10. Yeah. Did hey you man. Guys tr- did you guys try that one out? <laughs> I've done a couple episodes yeah, of it. Doesn't it's he dumb. get a fuck a bear in one of the episodes? <laughs> bear fucks bear. Yeah. The bear actually fucks it. him. It's, uh, no, uh they, they do a yeah, remake that. of the river. Uh, I, I messed around with that for a good, like two hours with a few people and just drinking and it was it was fun and i think that hot yeah i know right um i think that they mentioned didn't they say that they wanted to make a feature film that was like that yeah it's been it's been mentioned i don't know if they could ever do a theatrical release that way because how are you gonna get every maybe you vote i don't know but um i'm sure we'll get there someday but uh as for now it's got to be on the laptops and I thought it was done super well. Like the, the timing of it with the flow of the film made sense. The choices were never obvious. So you never really knew what you were getting uh, from when you picked a path. It was super well done for what it was. Mm-hmm. And um, even without the gimmick, I thought that the narrative itself would have carried it. When, uh, I guess I got a question. When you went through it, did you just go through it once and be like, that's it? Or did you go back and try to find all of the options? So I never, I never went backwards um, unless... There, there is obviously many endings to it, and once yeah. I would hit one, it would offer you the chance to to quit or to go back to some certain point. Yeah. And I did that for a while, so I didn't. I never went all the way back to the beginning, but I did go back a few times to try a few of the different endings, and none of them were what I expected. So that was oh like, no, that was really cool. Yeah, it gets pretty dark in some spots. Mm-hmm. Number eight is us. Ooh, I'm gonna kick you. Okay. Yep. Watch out, Jared. Number seven. This one's definitely not a can kick. So this is a little different than last year because I do have, it's actually kind of a mix because I know I'll be kicking a can later on. Number seven is Her Smell, which is that uh, that porn. 
Uh, it's that one with Elizabeth Moss where she's a a, a rocker. It's that indie movie. Uh, where it deals with like uh, um, with drugs and and uh, fame and falling down from fame and all that stuff. Really good performance of, from uh, Elizabeth Moss. Come to find out, she's kind of crazy in real life. <laughs> so isn't she, um, she a Scientologist? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh shit! For real? Yeah. Um, but she's a really nice. good actress. Uh, she's I've been of course watching Handmaid's Tale that's been back on and I mean she's she's an incredible actress but uh, yeah that that <laughs> that discovery was like oh okay I kind of have to watch this in a different light now because Tom Cruise is crazy too so hey uh. shut the fuck up about Tom Cruise <laughs> 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 oh I got a double hiss um, no but she it is a really good movie a uh, really good performance from her and uh yeah definitely not for everyone but uh, a fun like i've been noticing lately too because they've been obviously since the stars one came out they've been releasing a ton of uh these musical um biography type movies or just you know musical dramas i've been really really enjoying a lot of these there's a few more coming out this year i'm excited for and uh, i know yesterday comes out this week that sounded weird <laughs> um, wait a minute hold on, called... hold on hold on hold on how does yesterday come out in a week you time <laughs> traveling what the hell is going on it's because yeah. the if, if we go back to yesterday, that's our future, and uh, and so it still. How do you go to bed dead? And wake up alive. <laughs> How you gonna go to bed dead? <laughs> How can you turn on missing? Because you, you were alive when you went to bed in the first place. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I, I really like these movies. These movies tend to to get higher up on my list uh, for whatever reason. I connect to them a lot easier, and I think that's because of how good the music is in a lot of these movies that kind of push it up for me. And so this one was high on my list because of that. Dude, I say it all the time. The music will elevate a good movie to a great movie, especially for me. Um, and there, there's a couple of times I'll reference that at near the top of my list. But I'm glad because that means I've, I often question whether or not Seth has a soul. And the fact that music gets to him uh, proves that there's a chance that he does. So that's always good news. Uh, I have Glass at number seven still. And... I know I like this more than you guys, um, and I know that because I like Shyamalan and I've liked um, Unbreakable and Split that I'm predisposed to having a good opinion of this movie, but I enjoyed it a lot. I thought thematically it, it worked really well for me. The story... So, Jared, what do you have? You Wrong! <laughs> the, I think that Glass was different from what people expected, and that's why people were lower on it than me. Uh, I liked it because it was different from what I expected in this case. And um, I don't know. It just it, It's one of those movies that gets me. I can't fully explain it. I totally understand why people don't like it. But for me, I thought it was a really great closing of this this uh, this trilogy of movies that Shyamalan has put together. And I, I will I will defend it, but not super staunchly because I totally understand why people have problems with it. But. You were defending it staunchly after it came out. Like We got, in a, we, got we texted for like an entire afternoon about it. And I firmly believe all the shit that I said, but I know that I'm not going to change your opinion about it with that. And so I won't attempt to do that here. Oh, but the, the themes of Glass, I will say this, and I'll try to keep this brief. Cut me off. Themes of ass. The themes of Glass are less literal than they are, what's the fuck, metaphorical. What, what he gives us by, by not giving us the big final battle at the end of Glass, like we expect in all the superhero movies, yeah. is... I believe it's a commentary on us and how we see superhero movies and how we choose to go to movies. I think it ha- I think it has to do with us as the viewer more than it has to do with what's literally happening on screen. And I get if that doesn't carry that to good movie status for you, but I really connected with that and saw something in that 
that maybe I'm projecting and was never the intent. I don't know. But there was a lot of deeper stuff underneath what was literally happening in Glass that I really thought was awesome. So, again, you don't have to agree with me. That's fine. But I won't. <laughs> All right. Number seven is Teen Spirit. Woo! Cody, you didn't see this one, did you? I have not, but I understand that I need to. I... Uh, I mean, after hearing Seth, you talk about it, I do agree with the music now that it doesn't really have that great of a personal connection with the the character or what's happening. But I I listened to that music for like a month after I saw that movie, <laughs> like on repeat. I loved it. And just, I don't know, just that story and everything of like getting fame and then the, her, yeah. her uh, what, what was the dude's name that was her manager? Uh, I don't remember. He was a Russian guy. Yeah. I, I, I want to say Yuri, but I know that's not right because that's uh, the, the character uh, Rob Schneider plays in Adam Sandler's <laughs> special. Who <laughs> gives him six, gives him head in the space station. <laughs> Just another thing that on purpose I did. <laughs> wow. Okay, that turned. Yeah, sorry. Um, didn't think I'd compare uh, Rob Schneider doing upside down 69s to uh, Teen Spirit, but here we are. Well, yeah, what are you going to do? Now um, I have to watch this movie. Yeah. No, I, I really enjoyed it. It was it was It, it is was really good. good. Yeah. Yeah, the music is really I mean, even though it doesn't have that personal touch like a her smell or, you know, some of these other ones do, it, it does have really good music. The the visuals are amazing. The uh I loved the connection with her and the manager guy. The, I loved the ending yeah, too. The they, ending they is a, what really got me. It, it's a really good movie. It's definitely worth checking out. I think it's probably I think it's probably on VOD now, so definitely worth uh, a rent. Mm-hmm. I'm going to check for this because I do, I want to see this movie and I want to see if it's available yet on VOD. Yeah, that's, that's definitely one of those smaller kind of, I would say, I was surprised that it was even in like the normal theater. I thought I'd have to drive mm-hmm. across town to the smaller art house one, but nope. Yeah. That, um, the reason I was going to go see it is because it was, uh, scheduled to be in the art house theater and I saw it got good reviews and then yeah like you said it was playing in the main theaters mm-hmm. here and I'm like whoa okay yeah if you usually right, let's go if check you it out. see one of those there's something about it mm-hmm. it is not yet on VOD but it looks like uh, mid-July the blu-ray release is scheduled for July 16th so oh cool uh, right around that yeah and it looks like VOD is the same day so just a few weeks from now and uh, that's one that's high on my list to catch as soon as I can on VOD because this sounds like the kind of thing that I'm really going to be into number six I have long shot. Yep, we're kicking it. Is that also one for you, Jared? Uh, that was at my number six. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, so we'll fuck we'll, us this round, right? We'll talk long shot in about five. Se- well, in a second, uh, it's going to end up spinning around really quickly because I have what I'm sure will be an emphatic can kick. Uh, I'll be surprised if I can get through the title of it without it getting kicked. John Wick, John Wick chapter yep. three, Parabellum. <laughs> <That's laughs> you know a, what? You got to soar a... that can. <laughs> for me, it's just a slight little tap. So let's see. You had Jared. Jared, you had long shot at number six. Yeah, I had that at number six. Okay, we'll come back to that in a second. We got to go to Seth's number five. Number five, uh, John Wick Chapter Three, Parabellum. <laughs> okay, nice. Kick it. Dan and Dan, Dan and Dan. Yeah. All right, so we're back to long shot because I have it at number five, and uh, I'll start by saying the most obvious thing. I think the can, the the chemistry and the connection between Seth Rogen and Charlie Theron in here was the biggest surprise for me. I fully bought into something I never thought I would, which is that Charlie's Theron is attracted to Seth Rogen, who, by the way, like this is such a big thing when people review this is like, oh, I can't believe I thought Charlie's Theron would be attracted to Seth Rogen. It's not like Seth Rogen is a fucking box troll. Like he's a reasonably good looking guy. He's yeah, not so see, fucking I saw, ugly. 
I watched him in something recently, and I'm like, wow, he used to be skinny. What ha- like, like you said, it's not like he's the fucking like uggo. Yeah, he. I mean, I guess he's Hollywood ugly, but he's better looking <laughs> than all of us. I like, mean, hell, <laughs> if he lived where we do, he'd be like fucking just swimming in it. <laughs> Ew. But I I thought Longshot was uh, was was incredibly funny, uh, more heartfelt than I anticipated. Uh, it was just a really pleasant surprise for me. I didn't expect a lot out of this, but uh, had a really fun time. It is one of those that I'll go back to. If Charlize Theron wasn't already near the top of your favorite actresses list, I think this should put her there. She was really charming in this. It's really hard for a woman like Charlize to pull off charming because she's so hot that you assume she's a bitch. <laughs> and so here she she has that level of like like accessibility, sort of so to speak, of like. Um, uh, down to earthness in this that I thought was really cool. And so she is incredible in this. I thought it was very funny. Uh, some of the political humor that they tried to go for fell flat for me, but the supporting cast was really good. I just thought all around it was really well done and a lot better than I expected. Ditto. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, some, yeah, like you said, some of the political stuff, I thought that they were going to go a little more deeper into it and kind of make a message or a statement out of it, but they just, they touch on it. And, you know, it's a quick throwaway joke. But yeah, it, it was a really it, it was the perfect combination of rom-com and comedy definitely agree and then uh i mean i think you contractually were obligated to have it somewhere in your top 10 after uh winning uh winning some prizes yeah from the movie. dude they sent me two pairs of sunglasses a poster and i have a sweet windbreaker now <laughs> uh so we're at number we've been tangled up at the six five spot jared what do you got here at five uh number five i got rocket man we're gonna kick you again dude oh man we're all all linked together oh, at this party. Man, so. number four, probably another can kick. Uh, I have Avengers Endgame here at four. Kick it. Yeah. We're <laughs> it. Uh, so okay. we finally. I'll shut up now. All three of us have included Rocket Man, and I have it at number four. So we can finally. All right, talk about we it. can talk about a movie. Yeah, movies. Uh, we did it, movies. dude. Um, I will. I'll try not to cover every base because I know we all liked it. I think Taron Egerton in here is is really setting himself apart. Um, his ability with the singing and the dramatic part of this, he's funny at times. I think this is his best performance yet, um, and I'm really excited to see what he does now. And I'm hopeful, Seth, that this has endeared him enough with you because I know you didn't like him much before. Yeah, I mean, I think it's really just because of Kingsman. I really disliked the second one. I liked the first one, but the second one I really disliked. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I liked Rocketman a lot. He was great. Uh, music was great. I was... This is the one where I had, saw the opening three times, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got. I guess I got my money's worth out of that one. With not knowing it was really more of a musical, like a fantastic musical, than a straight-up biopic going in, because the trailers make it look like a biopic. With it kind of starting off uh, being that, or the whole movie really being that as more of a musical, I was um, worried about that, how much I would enjoy it, but I, I did end up really enjoying it. So uh, you guys obviously enjoyed it more than I did, so I'll let you guys wax poetic on it uh wax on wax off yeah i thoroughly enjoyed this movie and i think the biggest surprise was you know i was sitting in my chair and then all of a sudden when it burst out into actual like a musical like song and dance your pants came off yes they just fucking flew against the wall like <laughs> like benny and the jets when he's like leaning up like i was doing that but my pants just came off <laughs> that's all i gotta say <laughs> I think that scene you're talking about where he where he kind of floats up. Yeah. Um, 
that's that's one of my favorite scenes in any movie this year yeah they just Uh, i I really really loved that they did so many creative things with his music like i guess they never uh, but okay um, the easiest the easy comparison is against bohemian rhapsody that movie kind of let the songs play out a little bit longer and actually had like concert scenes this one was more of kind of like a highlight reel of all of his songs like here's a minute here's 30 seconds here's a quick minute and it Mm -hmm. does that throughout the whole movie yeah, it was it was very it was very kinetic in that way. It moved quickly, which I think was to its benefit. Um, it wasn't a short movie, but it, it moved through a lot of stuff and a lot of time, and uh, cut down on the average length per song in order to get more songs in. And yes. all of those set pieces worked for me, especially uh, especially Rocket Man. I think that's the one where he's at the cabin party, kind of milling around and singing that. And that was that was the one number that I was like, oh shit, this is fucking awesome oh i was gonna say my favorite part was uh where he was singing saturday nights for fighting or whatever and he kind of that's when mm-hmm. he transitions from like a kid to an adult and goes to that ferris or the carnival and yeah that was my favorite part and uh, like right when that happened i was like i'm in on this movie the uh actually you saying that reminded me of when they did I, i'm still standing which is like oh that's that's like the big hammer coming down uh, kind of in the climax of the movie so that was there's a shitload of good. If you're into musicals at all and you haven't seen Rocket Man, fucking fix it and go. I think it's still in theaters. Well, another good thing is like they they don't shy away from some of the darker stuff. I'm sure it could have mm-hmm. gone darker. It could have gotten more into it, but like it's a sh- it's a movie. You gotta hit a certain runtime. But yeah, they did not shy away from his drug problems, any sort of his problems. It's pretty much tackled or made notable within the first like ten minutes of the movie. What do you got at number four, Jared? I feel like this one might be a can kick. It's a movie where a guy punches a horse. The, the <laughs> Mustang. That is a can All kick. All right. We'll come back to the horse punching later. We will. <laughs> Number three. Definitely not a can kick. I know neither of you have seen this hey, or even had the, the opportunity to see this. It is the souvenir. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Fuck you, oh, my God. It's an awesome movie. Yeah, yeah, so you you can... got to Oh My God, Alita Battle Angel. I get to Oh, oh My God, The Souvenir. No, you don't because yes. The Souvenir is a much better movie than Alita. Oh, you, I, oh I don't know about and I've that, seen, man. And I've seen both. Alita has that awful, I love you, and then he fucking falls from that pipe or whatever is going on. <laughs> but but it has the most realistic shit. chocolate I've ever seen in a movie. <laughs> I'm not going to admit having lost this contest, but uh, I say Alita Battle Angel is as good as the souvenir. Convince me otherwise. <laughs> no, because I did it last week with my review. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I'm not going to talk much about it because I had to talk about it a lot last week. So if it stays up on my, I list, my list towards the for the end of this year, then I'll talk about it more. But um, I did really love this movie. It's one that stuck with me. It was lower on my list, um, and it's just kind of creeped up higher and higher as uh you know the days have gone on since i've watched it Uh, amazing performances really deep story and uh has a really good pedigree with the filmmakers behind it so um sequel is being filmed right now robert pattinson had to drop out because he's a fucking star now people need to watch more of his movies but uh, actually that movie uh, it's not on my list it's in my honorable mentions but high life that one that came out earlier this year um which cody i think you would really like because of the sci-fi elements and stuff that's on the od yeah, that that's uh, that's on VOD in like two days. So I would, I would it's weird and it's kind of out there, but I think you'd like it because it's really sci-fi. So you should watch that. Yeah, that one's going on my list for sure. And by the time this podcast releases, it will be out. So uh, high life if you want to get your Robert Pattinson fix. This this podcast is of course a, a big fan of Robert Pattinson. Jared, where are you on him? Um, I I mean everyone's like, oh, he's the Twilight. 
and the and the and the fucking Harry Potter boy. I saw what you call Good Time. Good Time. I hadn't seen High Life, and I haven't seen the Rover, but just from Good Time, I'm like, I'm sold mm-hmm. on this guy. Like he encapsulate, like he takes a role, and he is that person. Like highlight mm-hmm. or it was no not high life uh good, good time. time yeah it was just so gritty of a film so yeah for Batman yeah. I'm in on it and I really hope that they kind of go that way of him almost being more of a detective rather than a superhero definitely agree yeah because uh, before going into to good time because again this is one of those things where I saw a bunch of reviews saying it's really good and stuff and he was awesome in it but I was one of those people who was like. Robert Pattinson, are you kidding me? I, I was forced to go watch one of those stupid Twilight movies a long time ago, and I fell asleep. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't want to see him act. But then I saw the movie, and he was incredible. And um, and then High Life again, incredible. So, uh, yeah, he he's great. This was a this was a, a nice little tangent on Robert Pattinson. Since you're giving me shit about this awesome movie, you'll never see because you're a douche. <laughs> oh wow! Seth is passionately for the souvenir. <laughs> Um, make sure you go watch it or Seth's going to throw a fit like a crybaby. Well, it's, it's one of those things where, Seth, you'll you'll come up with these movies that, like, for example, First Reformed last year. I mean, it got award notice, so who knows? Maybe this is going to be one of those movies that, at the end of the year, gets some sort of notice. I hope so. I think it deserves some. No, it doesn't. Alita Battle Angel does, though. No. It'll, get, it'll win a Razzie, probably, for the, I love you! I hope Alita gets a an effects, uh, an effects will. nomination, and then and the souvenir gets no nominations, and I'm gonna have a good laugh about that. <laughs> I know you. <laughs> I've known you for two days. I love you, baby. Come back. You're a robot, and I'm the discount Jake Drake Bell. Please love me. <laughs> he did. I okay. seriously we- thought it was Drake Bell. <laughs> he did look like Drake Bell. All right, guys, Sounds we can quit like shitting whoever... on Alita Battle Angel now and go on, don't you think? Sounds to me like whoever had that in their top ten is a moron. Hey, let's let's go on. Uh, is it my number three now? <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna. I'm gonna, nothing will. Mo- Alita Battle Angel is gonna move up my list now because you're only <laughs> number making, three. You're only making me. Number you're only three. making me more convicted in my belief that that's a good movie you know what the the filmmakers will say about you moving it up i love you (laughs) my number three if we're done with the alita battle angel jokes is um is us jordan peele's us oh yeah yeah do you guys want to laugh me off the podcast about this one no okay um (laughs) us is good and um Jared, it, we had to kick and it because it was it. on we had to kick it because it was on Jared's list. It did not yeah. make Seth's top ten because he hates the blacks. <gasps> so <laughs> No, that's not true. I should say that's Seth Seth likes the blacks. He has a black friend. Us is good. I think so we talked a little bit ago about how music can uh, affect your enjoyment of the movie. And honestly, the first thing the first thing I would highlight about us is the score of this movie is so fucking great. I listened to it the other day at work and I work in a very well lit office and I got the creeps and had to turn it off um, because the, the score of this is so great. Um, the way they use, I got five on it mm-hmm. in this movie, both during like the happy families connecting with each other parts. And then later on with the, like one of the more horrible scenes in the movie that's playing. Yeah. Like I can't hear that song the same way now. And that's so great. 
the way that Lupita Nyong'o performed in this was incredible. Really, all the cast was really good, kind of having to play two two roles. And um, this had enough sort of twists and turns to keep me guessing the whole way through. It was, I mean, it was Jordan Peele, you know, very close to reaching the level he did with Get Out. I, I don't have it as high on Get Out on my all-time list, but it's safe to say that Get Out was not a fluke based on what we saw in Us. And Jared, I, since you had it on a top 10, I'm assuming you agree. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I guess I going into or coming out of the movie, I was a little bit let down because I, I just hate when people throw around the word masterpiece. Like, don't do that mm-hmm. because this is a really great film. Like, the themes, the music, the, uh, the, the, the acting, just everything is fantastic. But I just thought that when you dive into it a little bit more some of the stuff feels like it's too convenient or it doesn't add up or it just wouldn't likely happen. You almost have to take this as a weird disbelief and watch it as if it's a Twilight Zone episode. Um, Mm -hmm. And if you do that, it's fantastic because it's this weird world with these people that are doubles and rising up and you don't know exactly what's going on. Like, it, it was a hell of a trip of a movie, but coming out of it and then kind of examining it a little bit more, it, it fell apart a little bit for me. Like I said, I thought that this would be in my top three of the year before seeing it. And then afterwards, I'm like, eh, it's dropping a few spots. Um, one of the reasons Us stays so high for me is that that's a movie, not since I was a kid, when I was a young kid, and I know Jared can relate to this, if, if I saw something that was particularly scary... Uh, it would stick with me for a while and I'd be creeped out to like be in the dark or be alone or walk down the street or anything like that. Us, like even recently, as as recently as like this week, I find myself like checking over my shoulder for another Cody in a red jumpsuit. And as an, as an adult, that hasn't happened to me very often. So this movie definitely like got under my skin in that way and, and creeped me out in a way that, that has stuck with me. Um, and I think that deserves some praise because horror movies, uh, we're going to talk about one later on, uh, that I'm assuming isn't in y'all's top two, but maybe it is. Uh, horror oh, movies boy. don't often do that for me anymore, but uh, but us definitely did. I mean, we can. I think we can all three agree. Jordan Peele is two for two. Yeah, I, I liked us. It, I mean, it definitely wasn't. Uh, you know, the, the, not not being in my top ten didn't mean I didn't like it. It's on my liked movies this yeah. year list. But for whatever reason, when I think back on it. It's just not one that I think back on that I really overly enjoyed. I mean, the music was great. The performances were really good. I think there were some issues with the story uh, that I that I couldn't really look past. But overall, I thought, I mean, it was a really well done movie. It just Get Out was, and that maybe that was it too, is looking at that compared to Get Out. Get Out to me was a far superior movie, but to each their own. Yeah, I think that's fair. I, I think we all agree that Get Out is better. Uh, I think Us is more close to a typical horror movie than, uh, than Get Out was. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's part of it. What do you got at number three, Jared? Uh, Avengers Endgame. Okay, let's let's kick that one. All right, we're kicking it. Number two. I already uh, know I we're know gonna it's... kick your number two. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So let's um, not even say my, it yet. <laughs> my number two is Ugly Dolls. <laughs> oh kick shit! It, okay, I'm it. surprised. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Booksmart. Uh, okay, so we're gonna get at my number two. Uh, which Poop. I guess potentially could be a, no, it's not. You just Avengers it. Endgame. Yeah. yeah, Avengers Endgame. Endgame was dope. We did an entire podcast on it. Yeah. Uh, not too long ago. You can go back and listen to that episode. But I think uh, to have brought together everything that's happened in the MCU 
and to have hit us all emotionally in the way it did. I don't know about you guys, but I cried a lot during Endgame, <laughs> both happy tears and sad tears. And it's really elevated the superhero movie to a place where I don't think it's ever been, where this was actually a very emotionally affecting movie. And it took 20, 20 movies to get there, but this was a, a damn near perfect, uh, you know, close to all of this. Some people have problems with the time travel, but I, I'm able to suspend my disbelief enough to assume it all works out fine. For as high as the expectations were, I think it nailed and even exceeded in some places what I was expecting. Yeah, it was, I mean, obviously, what, 22 movie lead up. It, it was a spectacle film. Um, critically, I wouldn't say it's like the best of the year, but like fun box office wise, it's top notch. It's one of the, the most fun times in the movie. And the thing is, it's what, three hours and two minutes. That time <laughs> flies by. This one had a lot more to me than than some of the other MC movies, especially like with the stuff with Tony Stark and some of the emotional beats. I think his performance, uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s performance in this is probably the best out of any superhero movie I've seen, except for maybe Dark Knight. But uh, yeah, definitely Dark Knight. Sorry, Marvel movie, I guess, is for sure. There, There's parts of this that made me enjoy it a lot more than some of the other ones. So it's, it's higher on my list because of that. Are you going to give him a Best Actor uh, nomination? I personally wouldn't put him up there, but I wouldn't be mad if he got, got one. Yeah, I know a lot of people have come out. Personally, I don't think so, but a lot of people have come out and said that he deserves it. Yeah, I wouldn't put him in my list. I mean, again, I haven't seen. I, I could probably put five other ones up there right now. Like what? But, uh, <laughs> well, you know, uh, Tilda Swinton's daughter is definitely a dude. So Nice. Um, James McAvoy um, in Glass. <laughs> fuck no. Um, that kid from the, uh, Alita Battle Angel. <laughs> yeah, I, love I love you. I fucking knew you were going there. <laughs> I hope he gets one. That'd be amazing. Um, I hope he gets a Razzie. He's definitely getting a Razzie. I'm going to look like such an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put him up there, but I wouldn't be mad. Like It wouldn't be one of those where like, where the fuck that come from? You know. It could be one of those lifetime achievement type things, you know, uh, mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings 3, uh, Glenn mm. Close almost got hers. <laughs> I feel so bad for Glenn Close. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, 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 I wouldn't be surprised either if, if he were nominated. So what do we got? Um, uh, that was I'm, my number two. Yeah, I'm on number two. Uh, John Wick, Chapter 3, Parabellum. Lady Antebellum. Lady Antebellum. I mean, this is straight up action, action. Do you want to take a break? Because there's more action. <laughs> yeah, it's just bananas. I mean, from the opening, what, 10 minutes when he shoves a book into someone's mouth and then <laughs> spanks a horse to kick the teeth in of another <laughs> dude? Like, you know what you're getting into. Hell yeah. Um, the book stuff in the beginning, I I dead seriously was like, I don't know if this is for me. <laughs> I, I was like, I like action. I don't like, like, gore is not my thing. And yeah. I was like, that's a little too much for me. Like maybe I don't love John Wick as much as I thought it. Like there were times in this movie where it was too violent for me, but it did a good job of kind of straddling that line. So I, I still enjoyed it too. Obviously it's my number six, but Jesus Christ, he <laughs> fucking hurts and kills a lot of people. In oh this yeah. Shit. I mean, it does, probably... it does get a little weird, like almost self-aware at the end where like the two people could easily kill him, but they're like, mm-hmm. Hey man, we love you. Big fan. Like that, that kind of fell apart a little bit for me. Yeah, I think. I mean, it's not higher because of some of some of the different different issues. Um, I'm totally bought into the whole world of John Wick. So with him being kind of a mystical figure, I, I'm, 
I'm okay with people kind of like a celebrity uh, almost. Bowing, yeah, like bowing down to him or him just like being able to take take out all these peoples because he's basically you know he's the Baba Yaga. He's you know he's the boogeyman. He can do uh, crazy shit that others can't do. I think my issue with this was just kind of the the narrative and the pacing, especially towards the middle um, when they went to like Egypt or wherever yeah. they were going. Um, I was I was almost bored. Um, like there was some, they broke it up with some good scenes with, uh, Halle Berry and, and the dogs. And there were some really cool fights in there, but just the general exposition and the, uh, the, whoever that guy was over there, um, that they were making deals with or whatever. Um, just the dude in the desert. Yeah. Yeah. Like leader of the high table. Yeah. Just all that. I just kind of, and normally I'm down with the John Wick backstory, but this one felt to me like it needed to be most like, in New York, because it was all them going after him, and when they went over went overseas and all that, I just kind of got, I kind of pulled me out for a little bit. So I still loved like the action was amazing. Of course, any any amount of John Wick is is great for me. I'm very happy about it, but it's uh, it just took me out of it for a little bit and kind of made me. It didn't enjoy it as much as some of the others. Yeah, no, I can see you. Uh, I think when I do my review, one of my negatives or things I didn't really like was that part where he goes into the desert, but. All of the other stuff overshadows it. I mean, you have a dog running up a wall, biting a dude's nuts, and then he <laughs> is in the Continental shooting guys that are armor-plated, goes and gets a shotgun, just blows people apart. Like, that is straight up. Someone was playing a video game, they're like, okay, we're going to take this and make it a movie. <laughs> number one. So this is uh, the can kick from Jared earlier. Uh, the Mustang is my number one of the, the year. Mustang so bang. The Stang Bang. I love some hor- good old fashioned horse punching. So I was like, "All right, this is number Fuck one, yeah, for sure." No, this this wait one... the horse punches in this movie. I thought you were yeah. talking yeah. about John Wick. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Have you not seen the Mustang? No, he I haven't not. seen the Mustang. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! You were like, <laughs> you were like, oh, this movie a guy punches a horse. And I was like. Oh, John Wick, that's going to be high on the list. <laughs> oh, man. I didn't even think about it, but there's two movies mm-hmm. this year where horses got punched. Wow. Yeah. That's great. The Mustang is the one where uh, an inmate uh, is very um, like quiet, clo- closed off, um, angry, keeps himself type thing. And he enters this program where he becomes a trainer for a horse or a Mustang. And it's kind of a journey with those two where they kind of the, the Mustang's the same way where he's the Mustang's kind of wild and but also very often his own and no one's been able to train him and that type of thing. And um, they kind of grow together and, and uh, some really amazing performances. Uh, the, the main star, Matthias Schoenarts, he's he's amazing. Um, he has a couple scenes here that um, I, I just was in awe of what, what he was doing on the screen. Um, just the. The overall story was was a perfect arc, I thought. Um, really good performances all around from the uh, supporting cast as well. Really cool themes in it. I, I just I loved this. This is one that I walked out of just feeling like, holy crap, this is this is an incredible story I just watched. So a lot like First Reformed, uh, you know, last year where I walked out and I was just kind of blown away by it. And uh, you know, th- this uh, is one that I you know I think is going to stay high for for a long time this year, and and uh, is one that I definitely recommend checking out because it it has. It's not too like brutal to watch. I mean, there's some real tough moments and stuff, but it's uh, just for the performances alone and and the uh, the journey that they that they both go on. I think it's definitely worth checking out for for everyone. So, not quite like the souvenir. <laughs> and a guy punches a horse. That too. That's in this. I thought no. <laughs> <laughs> 
Jared, yeah, you were no. where did you have Rocket? You had um you had uh, Mustang High on your list. Too. Yeah, I had a number so four. So you must have agreed and, with Seth. And the thing is, yeah, at the end of the year, all of this is gonna probably switch. But I I think Seth, you saw it before me, and I was like, dude, I am so excited to see this. And I walked out feeling the same way. It was just a very, I mean, I wouldn't say slow burn, but it's more of a a a, a character story. Mm-hmm. Him dealing with kind of his family with what he's done, and then this horse that's trying to, I mean, essentially make him better or become more, I guess, sociable or more accustomed mm-hmm. to just life. And then at the end, you see some stuff kind of fall apart, and yeah, it's just it. it I don't. I don't think I cried during this one, but I was very. It was a very emotional story. And and I thought too, like it was really cool that they did a lot of interesting like uh, symbolism throughout this. The one that I noticed the most was like the way that that Matthias Schoenert's character he like would breathe like a horse yes, at times. Yep. And this they would do a lot of really cool parallels like that. So there's there's the surface level story here, but there's also a lot of deeper meaning and um, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, statements made about like. Um, prison and and you know being held cat held captive yeah. and things like that where, too. where they're basically like yeah animals just kept up in this cooped up in this this uh cage and whatnot mm-hmm. sounds boring i'll just watch alita again <laughs> i love you, know what you. He, yeah you know what he did at the end when the horse uh with the horse when, when they finally reached the journey together i love you horsey <laughs> i mean he kind of did <laughs> and then he punched it. Yeah, right in the gooch. Oh Jesus! It's a pretty raw story. It's good. Raw. That's how yeah. I like it. Yeah. Mm. Let's go to uh, my number one. Obviously, everybody Alita knows my number angel. one. It's a little motherfucking battle angel. <laughs> Goddamn right. No, the only movie I've seen in theaters twice this year is not Avengers. It's Booksmart. And kick uh, that can. This. We kicked that. <laughs> okay, Jared has it higher, so we'll go to we'll go to you, Jared. I got book smart. Oh shit! <laughs> bum, bum, bum. <laughs> this movie is it's a great great movie. I think that I emotionally connected to it in a in a really deep way, and that's why, like Seth, you had it in your top five or so, I think, and and I think it's that's reasonable. Two. Yeah, you're number two. I think that's totally reasonable, but I just, I, it, it just got under me in a way that I did not expect. And nice. I really enjoyed it. There's just a, a mood and a vibe to this movie that I just want to live in forever. And I was such a huge fan of super bad. It's one of my favorite movies ever that this one, it feels like it's kind of an homage to, or at least in the same lane as, and, um, the chemistry between the two leads is great. I mean, they, this was a huge, huge surprise to me. I did not think this was going to be so high on my list, but I I will it will be very tough to unseat Booksmart for me this year. Yeah, no, I oh my gosh, it was I it, like your your comparison to Superbad. We were the perfect age for Superbad. Mm-hmm. None of us have matured, so that's why this movie is perfect <laughs> for us. Because, oh my god, you're right. Yeah, it's so true. Like I I once Billy Lord showed up like 18 times. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm in love <laughs> with you, and I love this movie. Like. <laughs> I, I, I didn't even know it was her, and then I had to look it up. But it's just – it's ter- it's taking these, like, millennial stereotypes almost, ramping them up to 11, but also keeping it in this weird, like, high school setting. I don't know. Yeah, it's I, like an updated it, – it's weird to think that, like, we're older than the generation of, of people for whom this film was made. 
Um, but it is, you know, there's a lot of stuff that they're uh, doing that we didn't do in high school with the social media sometimes and Lyft like wasn't around. So it seems like an updated <laughs> version of that story, but still was able to connect. And high school, like the end of high school is a thing that I always connect with. Any end of high school movie is going to be a hit with me. And this yeah. was just a fucking banger. Yeah. And, and the thing is, it's the funniest movie of this year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would definitely agree with that. I was laughing horde. Uh, the second time I went to see it, there's a scene where they're in a lift. There's some audio that accidentally is played, and I was fully fucking cackling. <laughs> the, even the second time, I was crying laughing in my seat, having known that that was going to happen. Um, that was just... There were so many jokes in there that are so fucking great. And you can go back and watch it a hundred times. Yeah. My favorite is still the fucking kid... The sassy kid singing, doing karaoke, and he's singing Atlantis More set in the middle of his thing, and just goes, shh, <laughs> and then quickly goes back to singing. That killed me, because I saw it twice, too. I went to the theaters for this twice, and uh, both times I saw that, and I forgot about it the second time I saw it, and then he did it. I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. And this this is a movie that's almost one of those where it's like, you want to take like a group of people just to laugh with, because... It's such, like, you're gonna laugh. It is a hilarious, funny movie, and there's something for everyone. You know, there's kind of smart humor, there's the raunchy, like, lift humor, but it, it just ranges so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it really does. And there was so many, I had a pretty full theater both times I saw this, and it was a fun theater experience, too, to be with everyone there laughing. Because I don't have friends, so I didn't go with anyone, but there were a lot of people, <laughs> there were a lot of people there with me. Uh, and everyone was laughing so hard. So it was a fun experience. And, and who knows, maybe I'll like it less when I see it at home by myself on video, but it, it's got a special place. I listen to the soundtrack all the time. Uh, I know most of the songs and where they occur. Like this is, this is high up on my list right up there with, with Superbad and Scott Pilgrim and Forrest Gump and some of my favorite movies that I've ever seen. And that, that might sound, may sound hyperbolic, but I think it's, those, I think it, it's been enough time for me to, to assert it as that. Those four movies... Which one doesn't belong? Forrest Gump. <laughs> Forrest Gump for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Forrest Gump, uh, actually, this week celebrating its 25th anniversary. Oh, man. And it's playing in some theaters right now. So go see Forrest Gump, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your retro recommend? <laughs> it's it's not. Um, but I guess, and, I guess it now. could be. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm a ticket back in time. We're going, we don't need roads. There you go. This entire list of our top 10 was to get to watch Forrest Gump. <laughs> a movie that's 25 years old. Yep. So well, that, that's the show this week. We'll see you later. That's damn near the show. Um, no, we're going to be long today. We knew we were. Um, <laughs> nice. That's our... Haha, I'm long every day. What's up? No. Nice. Go so, away. <laughs> Those are our uh, our top 10 of 2019 so far. Uh, any honorable mentions you guys want to throw out? Hellboy. Well, I have a whole list, so I could read off a whole bunch. Gloria Bell. Shut up. That <laughs> um, <laughs> is on my, it's in my honorable mention. Um, Always Be My Maybe is an honorable oh, mention. Yeah. I really liked that. Oh, I did like that one. I've, that one flirted with uh, the number 10 spot. I punched um, Changeland. Whoa. Changeland I liked a lot. Fighting With My Family. Late Night's a good one. I liked that one. I gotta get to um, Late yeah, Night. Some good ones. I had uh, Shazam was my 11th, so that very nearly snuck in. Really enjoyed Shazam. And then uh, right behind that, a couple things. Uh, Little, I really loved Little. And then um, 
uh, The Best of Enemies, which I don't know if either of you guys saw, but uh, that movie I, I don't think was everything it set out to be, but was still very enjoyable and very impactful. So those are those are the ones that were right on the outskirts of my top ten. Hmm. Um, yeah, Always Be My Maybe was pretty good. Um, I Am Mother. Uh, Cody, did you end up seeing that? No, but uh, Seth was telling me about it, I think, last week, and yeah. um, I need to get Mother. that in my queue. I may actually watch that tonight. Um, yeah, that one. To watch a movie that one's pretty good. That. Another one. I, it's probably not a rewatchable movie, but High Flying Bird on Netflix was pretty mm. good. It's a good one. Yeah, it's more of a like kind of a what inside basketball drama behind the scenes type movie. We didn't uh, prepare for this. We didn't talk about it ahead of time. Um, but if you guys are listing everything, do you have a bottom few? Uh, I'll give you a second by reading mine, which I would suspect are some of yours as well. My bottom three movies this year uh so far are hellboy which is god terrible uh the beach bum which made me so angry oh i'm so glad i didn't see that oh don't and then uh serenity which made me also very angry so (laughs) mcconaughey features heavily in my bottom three oh my god serenity those are the worst movies i've seen this year see serenity is so crazy i couldn't put it in my bottom 10 i don't have you were so surprised by it that you you liked the I was made angry by by the some of the twisty stuff. That it is happened. so bananas that you can't, you have to like it. <laughs> I'm not saying I'll never watch it again, but it, it 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 really pissed me off when I watched it. Oh my god, I was so happy. I was by myself in a theater, and so I was able to just audibly say things, and with the the twist that happens, I just yelled as loud as I I possibly could in a theater. What? <laughs> And then I realized I was by myself, and I did that, and I'm like, okay, this is awesome. And then I was fully into it. <laughs> no, I don't put – so my list, my running list of movies for the year, I don't have – I don't put movies I don't like on them. <laughs> so oh, okay. I guess I, I put, like, on the, on the bottom of my movies I liked list, uh, or at least movies that I enjoyed kind of, uh, The Dirt, uh, Netflix, um, Alita is next after that, Greta, <laughs> Bright, Bright Burn. Those are kind of like the bottom four-ish. Yeah, Greta wasn't very good. Yeah, what my, do you what do you got in your shit list, Jared? Uh, my bottom three, the very bottom is Replicas. I don't know if you guys saw oh, that. Oh, I didn't see that one. Yeah, don't. Um, then Hellboy. And then it's kind of a toss-up between The Hustle and Cold Pursuit. <laughs> I forgot about both. For some reason, Cold Pursuit, everyone claims it's like a fucking genius, the greatest thing ever <laughs> in the cinema. And I'm like, oh, no, no, this movie blows. <laughs> Jared is hot about this. It movie. is. Why is there a guy parasailing, and then three to five hours later he's still parasailing, and then he gets hit by a snowplow? Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Oh my god, that's real heat coming from JB over there. Oh man, uh, or JR as I call him. And those are those are some some honorable mentions, some dishonorable mentions, and our top ten films of 2019 so far this week in mambo number m- number 10 I guess. ladies and gentlemen this is mambo number 10 <laughs> <laughs> so let's go for yes we do still have more shit to talk about people um so strap the fuck in we're gonna go whether to you like it or not yeah whether you like it or not you're listening to it um and we're gonna go to our newest segment uh this is one we're calling we missed the boat oh I'm on a boat, you're gonna need a bigger boat. 
So these. Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what I envisioned for that. Okay, good. I thought you get you told me what you wanted, and and the editor makes it happen. So that was perfect. Good. These are movies that that Seth and I have not seen, uh, but have been recommending to each other in some cases for years, and uh, we have not seen. So we're forcing each other to watch movies that we're recommending to each other. Uh, this is Seth's week. We're alternating each week. And so Seth has watched a movie. I don't know which one, but Seth has watched a movie from my list uh, that I have recommended to him. And I'm eager to hear what was the movie, Seth, and what you thought of it. So um, this week, as we know, we talked about earlier, I, we, I went to Toy Story. And so I was already in an animated move, a move, mood, not move. And uh, so on your list, you had uh, included Inside Out. Yes. So this is the one I'd heard. Uh, many times uh, from people saying how great it is, people love it, and so I decided instead to watch Scream. No, uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> no, I did watch Inside Out. It is pretty awesome. Uh, I'm not not gonna lie. I was gonna say it sucked, but just to piss Cody <laughs> off. But I can't do that because it's actually awesome. Um, it's, uh, I mean, it's it's weird because I remember seeing the tra- the trailers for this and. Um, I remember you'd gone to it. You, I think you and and I think someone was visiting that weekend or something. Um, it was an ex. You were living here. We'll, we'll leave her name off. But yeah, I went to oh, it with okay. an ex. Who is it? <laughs> well, I wasn't particularly interested in going because the trailers really make it seem just kind of like a just a fun little thing, you know. But this this had way more depth to it than than I expected, and I'd heard that from people too. I'd say, oh, you know, it deals with you know different things, depression, sadness, all that stuff, in a really clever and deep way, but. I was like, how can it really, you know, it's Pixar, whatever. And I know Pixar does that stuff, but like this seemed kind of like next level type of that. And, but it really does do an awesome job of, of uh, dealing with that and, and, you know, portraying that in a way that's not like too dark for kids, you know, and it, you know, it's dark, but it's not like too dark where, you know, they get like sad or scared or, you know, too scattered, too sad or scared or whatever. But then also for adults, you know, it, it does you know, make you think about that. And, and, uh, I mean, all around the voice, the voice cast is incredible. Um, they, they gathered a really interesting group of people that worked really well. Um, I really wanted to punch sadness in the face. Oh my <laughs> I God. really wanted, she was so annoying. Fucking Phyllis. God damn it. <laughs> That's the one thing for me is like some of the voices, uh, like Lewis Black, Phyllis from, from the office. And to an extent, Amy Poehler, I've heard their voices so many times. It was hard for me a little bit to, um, and especially Lewis Black, he has such a distinct voice. It was hard mm-hmm. for me to kind of buy in, at least up front, that they were these emotions. But, I mean, holy crap, it, it, by the end of it, I, I was so bought in. I was I was at the edge of my seat w- waiting to see what happens. And, um, yeah, very good rec- recommendation. I, I do love this movie. And this, this is up there for one of my favorite animated movies. So. Oh, I'm so happy to hear you say that. I knew I knew that you would enjoy it. Uh, Jared, I'm assuming you have seen Inside Out. Are, are you as high on this movie as I am? Because I love it. I've never seen it. You've never seen it? Okay. Well, it's going on your list, too. <laughs> I know. I, I've seen bits and pieces. Yeah, I haven't seen it. All right. Well, you just became a part of We Missed the Boat, and you have to go watch Inside Out. As part of the game, uh, I have to replace Inside Out with a new movie that will be a part of Seth's top five. So I want to I wanna keep you going down your animated road. Um, so I'm going to replace this one with another, another movie, um, and actually a, a, a trilogy of movies, but I'm only going to ask you to watch the first one to start out with. Um, How to Train Your Dragon is going to replace Inside Out on your list of five. Um, I, I don't know that you'll like it uh, as much as Inside Out. It's it's not as high on my own list 
as Inside Out, but it is good. It's got some heart. It's got some fun in it. And Jared, this is one that you have seen. You've seen the How to Train Your Dragons, right? Yeah, I actually, when the third one came out, I went back and I had never seen one or two, so I went and watched them. And they, it's a very good trilogy. There you go. So Seth, uh, How to Train a Dragon is on your list. So How to Train Your Dragon. You just made the list! <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> That's awesome. Was that the sounder you're talking about? Uh, uh, no, actually, I did a few new sounders this week, so there's still one lurking out there that I'm oh, trying to sneak That is awesome. <laughs> that, I, this is my favorite new favorite segment now because of that. <laughs> so How to Train Your Dragon is now on Seth's list, along with Scream, Zodiac, Equilibrium, and Steve Jobs. So uh, come back in two weeks to figure out what uh, what Seth watched out of that. Uh, come back next week to hear my review of either Toy Story 3, Moonrise Kingdom, Beale St- if Beale Street could talk, Sicario, or Call Me By Your Name. Uh, I have not made my decision yet, so sometime in the next week I will be watching one of those and and reviewing it for next week's show. So come on back next week for another edition of We Missed the Boat. Oh! I'm on a boat, and you're going to need a bigger boat. That is We Missed the Boat. Uh, Inside Out came out in 2015. Let's get to some movies that came out in 2019. we got to do some reviews. Mom, what do you think? I love it! I hated it! I hated it. There are three movies on our list to review this week. We've all seen one of them. Uh, two of us have seen one of them. And one of us has seen one of them. So I'm going to start. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to start with Anna, uh, which I saw this morning. Uh, Anna is the new Luke Besson film, uh, which, yeah, Seth is going to fart the entire time at this fucking uh, review. <laughs> so, guys, if you don't know what Anna is, what if I told you that there was a movie about a super sexy I'm Russian sold. spy who used her <laughs> sex to get close to her marks and then killed them. Would you go to oh, something Red like Sparrow? that? Not Red Sparrow. Not Black oh. Widow. Not La Femme Nikita. My ex-girlfriend? Not your ex-girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Not Proud Mary. But Anna. So this is, uh, this is frankly a movie you've seen before. Um, but I will say this. This movie is way better than you think it is. And I know Seth is going to fart at that. It's got like 20-some percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, Seth is not a Luc Besson fan. Anna, for me, it works. It doesn't do a lot to recreate the genre, but what do you expect in this genre? You expect some good action, some good plot twists, some good double crosses, some sex, some, some violence, some political, uh, you know, uh, situating. And this has all of that, you know? And, and they did a really good job with the action in this. They did a good job of keeping me guessing this is a, a movie where there is always one more twist than you think there is. And so I liked Anna. Uh, I haven't put it on my rankings for this year. It's not going to make my top 10, but I thought it was a perfectly serviceable espionage thriller. Um, the main character uh, of Anna, who is played by, let me pull up her name, by Sasha Luss, who is a model. She's a Russian supermodel. And frankly, she does not... Uh, convince me of her abilities as an actress. Um, she's incredibly hot, obviously, but uh, she she's not asked to do a lot and doesn't deliver a lot 
in her dramatic scenes, but in the in the action, it appears like she's doing a lot of her own stuff uh, in the stunt department, and she does really well. Helen Mirren is kind of slumming it in this movie, um, but she's effective as a character named Olga. Uh, Luke Evans and Cillian, or, sorry, Luke Evans and Killian Murphy, uh, I think, probably have the best performances in this one. Um, they're playing a a Russian and an American uh, agents, uh, respectively. So. Uh, again, this is a movie. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna browbeat too much about it um, because, you know, it's not recreating any wheels uh, or doing a whole lot that's fresh. But uh, I really enjoyed it, and I think this is one that, when it shows up on Netflix later on, would be a good selection um, because it's entertaining enough, but it's not doing much new. Um, and Seth, you're not gonna see a lot of great performances in this, but. Uh, I had a fun time at this. I don't think it's deserving of its like 25% on Rotten Tomatoes or whatever it has now. I think it's better than that, but not by a huge gap. So I'm not recommending Anna to a lot of people, but if you're into this genre, if you like hot chicks and violence, then um, I say go see it. You know, it's not so bad that you're going to be pissed that you did afterwards. So that's, I'm pretty middling on Anna, but uh, I firmly would state that it's better than it's being reviewed as. I mean, if it has any... Uh, action scenes like what was in the trailer, I'd be down for it. Yeah, the action in here, there's a, there's a, there's a few like um, long take, and I know this is like played out since we already have, you know, uh, Atomic Blonde yeah. and John Wick now. But there's some really good long one take action scenes that are really effective and cool. If this movie had come out four or five years ago before John Wick, then you'd be you'd be it would be a marvel. Um, and even if it had become out, if it, if it, if it had come out before Atomic Blonde, it would also, I think, be a Marvel. So that's what I say. It, it does things very well, but not anything that's genuinely fresh, but the action in here, if you just want to see some action, uh, very, very well done, uh, with the stunts, I would say. Are you done? <laughs> Seth has fallen asleep or, or strained his, his muscle that prevents him from making fart sounds. Um, I, I don't expect you to ever no. watch this and that's probably fine. Um, I probably for, won't. For others it's, out I mean, there, I think they'll find some enjoyment. You give a compelling argument, but I don't. I don't know. Like I'm not. I I've gone to the theater enough this year and spent spent enough money in the theater this year to watch uh, mediocre movies. Uh, I don't really want to go see another one that I know. You know, is is you know, like you said. It's, you at least had some fun with it. But John White just came out. Um, that's a, there's a high bar for action movies, and I don't want to see anything underneath that right at the moment. So yeah. I think that's fair. And it's, again, it's not one that I'm going to scream from the rooftops you need to go see, but uh, I had fun and I think others might too. So so I was the only one that saw Anna, and um, I know you guys aren't going to believe me when I say it's any good, but uh, the two of you both saw uh, one of the more highly anticipated movies of this year, especially this summer, Toy Story 4, uh, which uh, not a lot of people expected a sequel to Toy Story, but we got one. Uh, tell me whether or not it delivered. I'll, yeah, I'll start since... Uh... Jared's review is uh, currently on YouTube. Uh, you should check that out. At Jared Buckendall. On, on the YouTubes. But uh, before uh, he gives some additional thoughts. So yeah, Toy Story 4. I'm going to start off by saying I did enjoy this movie a lot. Obviously, it's in, it was my number 10 movie. Because um, it's probably going to sound like the more I go into it that I didn't like it. But I did enjoy it. I mean, it does. It does it, it's nice to be back with these characters. I mean, all of, all of the voice actors in this uh, are back. And uh, they, they all do a great job. It's... It, of course, the, the story in general for Toy Story is, is centered around Woody, but really what kind of has made the 
for me, like the, the just basically enjoyment of it all is the group. It's the whole group of characters, and and really for the first three movies, they're really all together and they interact really well together, and and that's kind of how the movies flow so well. This one, they introduced a whole bunch of new characters and kind of took Woody away from those characters. What's positive about those characters is I did enjoy most of them. Um, I really, I did really enjoy Forky, who was voiced by Tony Hale. <laughs> He he does he does have some really funny funny lines really there to kind of um, move move the point along of like should you be what you were brought into this world to be or should you be something else that type of type of through yep, line yep. he's really there to to be there with Bonnie who was introduced in the third movie um, because that's her favorite toy she made him and it's her favorite toy and um, Heath wants to just be trash and <laughs> the thing that made me laugh so much in this is I'm a big fan of Tony Hale um, just a lot of the stuff he's done but I knew that he had to be in a in a uh, voiceover booth just saying the word trash over and over and over again <laughs> because the first like 10 minutes that's all he says in the movie he just goes trash trash <laughs> and and so i know tony hale had to do like probably a hundred takes just going trash 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 <laughs> like oh. <laughs> and so that really made me laugh of course we also had counter reeves in this uh as duke kaboom um, kaboom a canadian, <laughs> a canadian uh one of those like um those evil can evil type toys that they had where they would wind him up on a bike and you'd be able to jump them over stuff. That's kind of what he is, but a Canadian version of it. Uh, Key and Peel. I can't remember their characters' names, but they're bunny couple, and ducky. A couple of, there you go. There are a couple of stu- stuffed animals. Um, and then Gabby Gabby, um, which I don't. Who, do you know who that's vo- voiced by? Ah, uh, no, I looked it up the other day. I forgot though. Anyway, um, she was my least favorite out of out of the the not not because of her performance, but that character was, and I'll kind of talk about it in a second. But the new characters, I did enjoy the humor in this movie. Like I mentioned with, with Forky, Tony Hale. I mean, the humor in this one, I think, was probably my favorite out of them. They they really went for a lot of the jokes in this. I'd re I'd rewatched Toy Story two and three because I've seen Toy Story one about a billion and five times. So I rewatched those two a couple of days prior to going to Toy Story four, and those ones really had a, a more of a balanced mix of of uh, comedy versus kind of the the story they were going for. This one, it felt like they were going for a lot of comedy, and they nailed a, 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 almost all of the comedy for me. So those those are some of the, I mean the basic positives. I thought the overall story. Did work well, um, and they they did hit on the points they were going for. To my earlier point, though, and the things that I really didn't like about it, the main one for me is that Woody is not around the original characters at all in this movie, other than the first like ten minutes. And for me, this didn't feel like a Toy Story movie. This felt to me like a Woody movie. And while I enjoy Woody a lot, like I said, the, the <laughs> um, nice. Like I said, though, the part part of why I enjoy the Toy Story film so much is because of the whole group and and their journey together and you just kind of lose that in journey entirely so by the point when you get to the end when they're trying to make a whole point about the movie with that group it fell flat for me the the emotional ending they were going for it didn't hit with me the beginning right away up front there was a really emotional thing with like kind of a nostalgic feel that got me that that really oh got yeah me. the dude the but, first like yeah when that happened i was like i can't do this whole movie if this is what's <laughs> what it's gonna be see I wanted that. That's what I wanted the whole time. I really wanted an overall like wrap up of this whole thing with those characters and a nostalgia thing. And I think with my expectations, and I think it really hurt hurt me going to watch, go back and watch those movies for my enjoyment of this enjoyment of this one. If I wouldn't have gone back and watched those the two and three, I probably would enjoy this a little more. But I was looking for something along those lines because one, two, and three, while they do deviate a little bit and and go different areas of the story, the whole center, the heart of the movies is with that group, and they don't 
shy away from that. That the entire time it's that through line of those group. This one is just a completely different thing. And so I by the by the time I walked out of it, I'm like, I like this movie. It's done well and there's a lot of positives, but this is easily my least favorite of the four. It just it just didn't quite hit me the way I wanted. And again, that could be expectations. That could be because what I saw with the other movies, having seen the other movies, it could be because I have such a connection to the first three movies that this one being so different, it just, I, I, it's not what I wanted. And I know there's that whole thing of like, you know, what you want out of a movie, blah, blah, blah. For me, it just didn't land. Also, too, the villain in this one is the weakest out of the four with Gabby Gabby. Um, I thought the motivations with how they react to, to her and, and kind of it switches later on with, with how they look at the villain in this movie. I thought that was really weak. Yeah, I don't know. There's just things in this that didn't quite land. Again, though, I liked it. I did. I really did. Um, I, I'm glad that, you know, Woody got his 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 swan song in this one. I'm not mad that this was made. If it wouldn't have been made, I wouldn't be mad either. <laughs> but yeah. I do I do think it's a good movie. A lot of good stuff to it. Uh, it's definitely, you know, a go-see if you're a fan of Toy Story. But um, maybe just temper your expectations if you're looking for, you know, something similar to 1, 2, and 3. Okay, so um, Gabby Gabby, by the way, is voiced by Christina Hendricks, um, okay. who you've seen in a few things. She's got red hair. She's gorgeous. Um, Jared, mm-hmm. let's turn to you. We, so is this more of an X-Men Origins Wolverine <laughs> for Woody, <laughs> or, or is this a proper addition to Toy Story? Where are you as compared I, to Seth? Uh, I mean, going off of what Seth said, I totally agree. It's like this wasn't needed, but it added something, I guess. I mean – if you were to just watch one, two, and three, boom, perfect trilogy. If you want to watch this one, it adds a little something, something. It wasn't, it wasn't necessary, I guess. And it's very much a Woody story. It takes him onto kind of like you said, the forky purpose and purpose of life. It it questions uh, Woody's purpose. I mean, in the first few movies, he's Andy's toy. Then he's given up to Bonnie, and it's like, what, 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 what is he? supposed to do now that he's kind of almost a toy that's done his purpose in life and um yeah it it adds a lot of elements emotional beats and adds characters back in but yeah seth when you mentioned gabby gabby it's like that whole conflict if they would have just <laughs> talked for like two minutes it would have been solved <laughs> like just hey what's the deal and it's like oh okay and then it's like boom end of movie but they needed something there um i don't know the animation was really great the voice i was gonna say the, the animation that's I, I forgot to mention that it is the best animation i've seen in a pixar yes. movie like from um, the it's having gone back and watched the other ones they progress where they just basically add more things it looks pretty similar where they just add things and they kind of add more more background stuff from one to two two to, and then two to three this one though they add every single detail they add grains of wood which was never there before. It was always smooth. They add some insane water effects. They add so much bad. The world is alive behind them. Where before it was just kind of... From the opening five minutes, I seriously thought that they got real toys and somehow filmed this. (laughs) Like, the opening five minutes is bizarre, like, insane, because there's, like, these weather effects and the toys and all of this other stuff, and it looks picturesque. It looks very, very gorgeous, um, mm-hmm. if, yeah, if you're going in for a, a great visual experience, boom, this movie's there for you. But there are some flaws with the story, some of the characters. Again, like you said, it, it's almost like they added all of these new characters to almost get like a spin off in a weird way, which they should not do at all. 
and I don't know. It's it's a nice close to Woody's story, but again, I feel like it could have ended at three. Mm-hmm. So I guess I don't need to watch these movies, huh? <laughs> no, you do. Well, oh, <laughs> one other thing I was going to say is, Seth, you know how you said you went back and rewatched them? I did not, mm-hmm. so I'm wondering if that's why I had a different opinion on the fourth movie because I didn't have the two and three recently in my brain. Kind of, I, I was just playing off of nostalgia and the last time I had watched them. Yeah, it's funny because you, I, I did watch your ranking video too of the, of the four, and you put Toy Story two as your least favorite, and I had that before. I was the same yeah, way. Yeah, because two sucks. I rewatched <laughs> it, and it's it's good. I don't I, know, I, man. I, actually... I I just absolutely hate that one. I don't know why. I just do. <laughs> I I I felt I I was always thinking it was it was weak, but I I really liked it. I, having gone back and rewatched it, and I probably hadn't watched it since, since I was a kid. Um, and now coming back to watch it now, I think there's a lot more um stuff they they put in there um that I I'm seeing now as an adult that I that I thought resonated and and they did a good job of. And again, I I think too that again having re- rewatched it, you know the two of the the originals it, it just all felt like a complete cohesive story together and uh the, this fourth one didn't quite do that for me so i the fourth one for me is easily my least favorite oh uh, by far. one last thing i was gonna say um in this fourth one it's it's almost like some of the rules of the world are rewritten or completely ignored I don't want to spoil anything, but I I feel like Seth, you kind of might understand what I'm getting at. Yeah. Yeah. It it felt odd. I I'm glad to hear Seth you say that watching Toy Story two a second time was helpful for you because I'm in Jared's camp. I saw Toy Story two and I disliked it so much that I didn't watch Toy Story three. So maybe <laughs> maybe I need to go back and watch them through again, and I'll appreciate them more as an adult because when I was however years old. When Toy Story 2 came out, I was not for it. So it might help It might help get me onto the Toy Story bandwagon if I go watch them back through again. And I, I may just do that. Which, we shall see. You know what? I think that that's a very interesting thing because when Toy Story 1 came out, we were like, what, four, five, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was like the perfect time. People that I've seen online or talked to that were born in like 95, the second one came out I think in 99 or 2000 that's why they think that that one's the best i think it's yep. just like this age thing because i i never connected to two i don't know why i just didn't like it i i think so too because yeah um my my roommate here matt he he likes toy story two, toy story two the best that's his favorite yeah, see and and he was it came out the first one came 95 second one was 99 third one was 2010 i and and toy story 3 didn't quite connect with him the way that uh it did for me because i was graduating high school you yeah, know the same yeah. year that came out in that movie is about that moving on and so i think it is a, a little bit about that time of life type thing because I, I i don't think i saw toy story 2 in theaters i had watched it maybe once um on you know on vhs or whatever and yeah it, it wasn't one i went back and revisited it wasn't one that you know i i had to to watch it was always the first one and so rewatching it now, though, I think it, it is a much better if you look at it in a critical way in terms of just a movie as opposed to like a kid story. Mm-hmm. I think it I, I, I enjoyed it way more than I ever have. Well, there you have it. Toy Story 4 is a uh, I'm going to go with summarizing it this way, a, a surprisingly good addition to the Toy Story world, albeit a little bit of a um, a branch off from it. Um, but focusing yeah. on Woody gives him a fair send-off. So uh, one of the more beloved characters of our lifetime. So it's good to hear that he is properly uh, going off into the sunlight. So 
Um, if we're giving it the, the the rating that we're doing now, it's it's definitely in the fun fun area for me. Okay, I may end up getting to Toy Story Four. We shall see. Um, but uh, more to come if I do. Uh, but these two guys liked it, so check out Toy Story Four. And uh, if you want to see a different movie about toys, and by that I mean a very different movie about toys, <laughs> then uh, you may like our third review, uh, which is about Child's Play which also came out this week, uh, a pretty hilarious bit of counter-programming, I think, um, and some funny marketing to go along with it. So we have the basically the reboot of Child's Play from the 80s, which featured Chucky the Scary Doll. So, Jared, you have a, you have a, a, long, a long and storied uh, history with, with Chucky and with the Child's Play franchise, and I'm, I'm most interested to hear your review of the rebooted Child's Play. Well, you can't call it a love-hate relationship. It's more of a hate-hate I fucking hate this um <laughs> um seth talked me into seeing it because i had i had done a thumbnail i had made a thumbnail for it and i'm like i don't know if i want to go like i'm not going to be able to sleep blah 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 all this jazz went and saw it during the day daylight great and literally it would have been funny to see like a camera on my face during this whole movie because it was like a disgust like why am i here slash I think this is going to ruin my life look on my face. <laughs> and I I think the reason I kind of held it together a little bit is because there was two or three groups of parents that brought kids that were maybe 10. Oh my God. Yeah, 10 or 12. Dude. And I sat next to like a 12 year old. Yes. What the fuck is wrong with people? <laughs> oh my God. There's a kid who walked out after it was, they, they left immediately after it was done. And I, so I heard them in like in the hallway before the door and the kid goes, Oh my God, that doll was creepy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, it's, like it screamed that. Like, like they sat down, I think a row or two next to me and yeah, it was the mom, dad, three kids. One of them was probably like 15. The other one's younger than that. And I'm like, what are you doing here? When they first show buddy, the kid audibly says, Mom, I want one of those so bad for Christmas. And I turn and I'm like, what? <laughs> no. Homie didn't see the trailer. <laughs> no. Oh my gosh. So I, I'm horrified by this thing. And the design of this new one with it being AI, it wasn't as scary as I thought, but it was creepy because they actually built, I think, like a functioning little robot. It seemed movie. like it was Is a it? Fig- a physical, yeah. at very least a puppet. Yeah, oh, it wasn't man. a CG as I thought it was going to be. I couldn't tell if it was CG or puppet or what. I, it was it was weird. It, it was odd, but yeah, man. Once once it starts getting into the gruesome, creepy, you're my buddy. <laughs> I I oh well and then another thing is like afterwards that night last night we had really bad thunderstorms I'm downstairs editing (laughs) this is a true story I'm downstairs editing I live in the basement by myself fucking power goes off (laughs) and I'm like oh god where's my phone where's something with light because in the movie he turns the power off so I instantly grab my phone and run upstairs as fast as I can (laughs) And my sister runs in the living room, and I'm like, holy shit, I think he's, like, uh, no. <laughs> yeah. What if you would have just started hearing, you are I, I would have left. I would have left. <laughs> I would have been, like, ugh. And then another thing is, right after I got out of the theater, I dropped my phone in the movie theater, so I was looking for it afterwards. And I turned on the home screen, and no lie, it glitched a little bit, and I'm like, nope, I'm done with this. I'm going to go buy a track <laughs> phone. I'm, <laughs> my ass. I'm out of no 
That's so, awesome. So it was effective for you, you're saying? Yes. If you're scared <laughs> of creepy dolls, don't see this movie. Were you, okay, so were you more or less afraid of this one than of the original Chucky? Because they're very different characters. I think the original one scared me more. Because it was so, like, yeah. I don't know, maybe it's a thing where if I go back and, like, face my fears with that one, I might be able to live it down. But, yeah, this, ooh. I think, um, well, first of all, applause to you. Ding, ding. <laughs> for gone back <laughs> and faced your fears here because if yeah i i know how that shit if it's a deep-seated like childhood fear thing that shit's hard to overcome so i applaud you for your commitment to your craft and uh going to attend this movie uh seth fuck you for telling him you should i <laughs> think the the thing that stood out to me here because i really liked the first you know the original chucky movies all the way up through like bride of chucky and seed of chucky and stuff and this is a very different character. Um, Chucky here doesn't really have malintent. He is a confused AI. And it's kind of becomes that classic robot story where it's like, mm-hmm. my, my, my prime directive is to protect the human, but what if, what if in protecting a human I'm supposed to hurt someone else? And so it becomes that kind of, you know, that, uh, that ex machina, that you know, classic robot story, and less of a, this doll is sinister and here to murder Yes. Um, which I think they did really well. I, I, I was impressed with it in a, you know, a robotic AI sci-fi movie. Um, I was less afraid of Chucky, I would say. He didn't really get to me. The voice was very creepy. Mark Hamill does an excellent job here. Um, but this, this, was, this descended very close into goofiness for me. That's not to say I didn't enjoy it. I had a lot of fun. But I wasn't so scared mm-hmm. of it because I wasn't really afraid of the original, but I thought what they did with the AI aspects was a change that I was nervous about, but worked really well for me. And yep. so um, I was really happy with the update of it. Um, mm-hmm. And then, so Seth, it sounds like you, you, you're kind of in the same lane as I am here. I really liked it. Yeah. I had a good time. I thought it was, I thought the, cause it, they definitely leaned more towards like a dark comedy. I thought like a dark comedy, 80s slasher type movie. And uh, I thought, for the most part, the comedy worked, other than a couple weird race jokes they threw in there. Yeah. <laughs> that was strange. But I thought the comedy worked. I thought the aesthetic of the whole thing was was perfect for that world. I thought uh, all three, like um, Aubrey Plaza, the Bateman kid, Gabriel Bateman, I think his name is, and uh, Brian Tyree Henry were all really good. Mark Hamill was great it, with what he was asked to do, but I thought I still, the entire time I heard Mark Hamill. So I was never like... This is a Chucky doll. I was yeah. like, that's Mark Hamill's I, voice I, and a Chucky doll. I think that that's why it wasn't as terrifying because I knew the voice behind it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could totally see that. And that, that was for me too. Like, again, I was never really afraid of Chucky, but, you know, I never was really scared because like, okay, that's clearly Mark Hamill. And I think it's because Mark Hamill is such a damn good voice actor is when he does something different from one of his other roles, um, especially like I've heard him do Joker a billion times now. I can hear his voice now so well, and it's just hard for me to separate that, which it, it's good for him and bad for him because he is really good at voice acting, but at the same time, his voice is so distinct now from doing all these roles. Yeah, I, I think, re- again, really, some of the jokes didn't fall flat. I thought some of the emotional beats fell flat, too. So, it, you know, it's definitely not nowhere near, you know, a, a great movie by any means, but I thought it was a lot of fun. I was really surprised by how much I enjoyed the movie. So I think it's worth, if you're a fan of, like, 80 slashers, uh, you know, dark comedy type things, I think it's definitely worth the you know going to check out. It's a good time. This for me is is the textbook definition of our fun 
label yep. that we're putting on movies. I had a similar reaction to Seth. I enjoyed this. It's not likely that I'm going to go back to it a bunch of times. It's not, you know, it's not a, a world change or anything like that. But very enjoyable time at the movies, um, and it was it was good for the comedy aspects and for me the sci-fi aspects. Uh, Jared, you maybe were picturing it more as a horror movie. Are you recommending yeah. it to folks? Uh, I mean, if you're a fan of that genre or that uh, franchise, I'd, I'd give it a try. Like you said, it's not a straight-up horror film. It's more of a campy... It, the thing is, yeah, it feels like it's an 80s movie, but it's very much in today's culture or whatever because mm-hmm. of the technology. So that that it feels weird but good at the same time. Um it's it's a fine title of your sex yeah team. it feels weird but good <laughs> nice. at the same time <laughs> nice <laughs> um yeah i i'd say go check it out if you're into that stuff um i will <laughs> never ever ever see this again even though i know that there'll be another one man that there's a few there's, <laughs> there's a few variations of this character for of, i knew you're gonna oh go my there God, that bear scared the bejesus out of me <laughs> <laughs> holy hell i love that song too mm, okay yeah the score of this movie fits perfectly and it is mm-hmm. creepy yeah you are my buddy you are my friend well you know what that's maybe another thing is like it's not a straight-up horror film because you you almost feel a little sympathetic for this oh, character yeah. because he doesn't know what he's doing yeah i was right there i felt bad for for buddy a few times because he's really just trying to help and that's, that's, I think, if they had gone classic, you know, sinister serial killer style Chucky, I might not have enjoyed the update mm-hmm. as much. But because they went misunderstood AI, that is something yep. I absolutely, that, that, that's Black Mirror sci-fi mm-hmm. shit that I love. So yep. that, that was a big bonus for me and probably a big reason why I liked it more than I really ever anticipated. 100%. Yeah. There's, uh, I, I guess the one thing that stood out to me, the, uh, the, the reason for his being felt a little oh, yeah. a little thin mm-hmm. like it <laughs> yeah i would agree it's it's pretty throwaway yeah it, um, it's almost like they filmed it and they're like crap we need to explain this <laughs> yeah yeah i would agree yeah it is pretty <laughs> it does provide for a pretty solid jump scare though yes so yeah besides so, ruining my life you know <laughs> go go see this i guess <laughs> There you go. So Child's Play is out now. Uh, it gets a sort of recommendation from all of us. You're, I promise you, you're going to want to go over to the YouTube At Jared Buckendall. And watch Jared's review of this movie when he posts it. Uh, there's going to be some good stuff in there for sure. So Child's Play, Anna, and Toy Story 4 all getting recommendations this week. Uh, so, so make sure you check this out. I think we are heading toward... Uh, a brighter spot as far as this summer goes. I think things are looking up as we look forward. Uh, And to that end, let's look forward to the month of July with this month's edition of the new release exam. Not going to lie, I kind of miss the farts. Yeah. (laughs) So the new release exam that has nothing to do with butts anymore is where we look forward to the next month. So it being the beginning of July now, we're going to look forward to the month of July uh, and the movies that are coming out. So Seth is going to name five films that are due to come out in the month of July. And it is my job with Jared's help this month to come up with uh, the release date, director, and one of the lead actors for three of the five movies Seth is offering up. I got to tell you, I'm feeling confident about July. Uh, a lot of stuff I've been looking forward to. 
is coming out in July. And so bring it on, motherfucker. I want it. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. All right. Your five movies are The Lion King, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, uh, Midsummer, Spider-Man Far From Home, and of course, the best movie of July, Stuber. Stuber. <laughs> I fucking knew you were going to have Stuber. Which one would you like to go for first? Okay. Give me one second. No, quit looking it up. I'm not looking it up. Okay. You know what? I'm going for Stuber first, motherfucker. Oh, here we go. <laughs> you think I thought, you think that I didn't know you were going to put Stuber on the list? Oh, I definitely knew you were going to <laughs> know that. Stuber comes out. I will not be seeing it, but it will come out on July 12th. The director's name is Michael Douse, and uh, it stars Kamel Nanjiani. Wrong Dave Bautista. Yeah. Okay. Well, you I got do. that one wrong. <laughs> so that's a success. I actually, I think I can go five for five on these. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I did get Stuber. Let's see. I'm going to go to Spider-Man. Now, the release date for Spider-Man is tricky. The earliest, the showing that I'm going to is on July 2nd. Anyway, uh, John Watts is the uh, director, and um, Tom Holland, of course, is the star of Spider-Man. Midsummer uh, comes out the same week, so I, it's a tricky release date. The Friday, I think we should always just go by the Friday. Um, no, which, it's the official release date. That's the game. Well, okay, fine. Then the official release date, I think, for Midsummer is the 3rd. If it's not the 3rd, then it's the 2nd. But the Friday is the 5th, so it's that fucking week. It, um, it's the 3rd. Midsummer is directed by Ari Aster and uh, Florence Pugh, I think, is the top build. I'll give you that one since you said the 3rd first, but it was officially the 3rd. you got to go with the date on IMDb for this. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood uh, releases on July 26th. Uh, Leo DiCaprio is the star, and of course, Quentin Tarantino is the director. Mm-hmm. And uh, for my perfect score, uh, July 19th, we'll have the release Not of The perfect. Lion King. And uh, The Lion King stars Donald Glover and is directed by John Favreau. Ooh. All right, so you got, you got four or five. I am the champion <laughs> for three for the win. Yes! LeBron James and the buzzer! So I am once again the champion of the new release exam. Uh, you will hear from the co and so host starting next week. Uh, I feel very proud of myself. I'm looking forward to July. Uh, Jared, of those five movies, is there one that sticks out to you as the one you're most looking forward to? I'm really looking forward to every time I see the trailer in the theater now, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I am so mm-hmm. jazzed for that. Yep. You're going to catch me there night fucking one. Um, I, I just today actually saw the second trailer for it. Uh, which features a little bit more of DiCaprio, and it sounds like his character's going through like a latent career crisis. Yeah, where he's um, like playing I'm a really cowboy. Excited for that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He seems like a hyper emotional actor who's like really insecure, and I, I'm really excited to see what they do with that character. Uh, and they talked a little bit more about the Manson connection and how that's going to work in. I'm stoked. This, if we did a a, a top of uh, the the remaining year, uh, that would be right up there behind Star Wars for me in terms of of what I'm looking forward to. Seth, yeah, what do you absolutely. got for July that you're that you're pumped for? Well, other than Stuber, of course. <laughs> Strangely enough, I'm really excited for Midsummer. Yeah. Like I, I've seen a lot of um a lot a lot of good reactions come out of it. Um I really like the cast. It's a really interesting cast of people. And uh Ari Aster, I, I liked Hereditary a lot. It's one of those that I that still sticks in my brain after seeing that. And uh, it's really just different and uh, had a really distinct style to it. And it looks like a lot of that style is carrying over. So I'm excited for, for, uh, for Midsummer. 
of course, Spider-Man. Um, and, but Lion King, I think, is probably my number one. I Every time I see that trailer, it just takes me back to being fucking six years old again. Yeah. And now I get to experience that in the theater again. I cannot wait to be in the theater for that. I've been avoiding the trailer for Lion King because I want to go in totally fresh. But I did see that this past week they released the uh, Donald Glover and Beyonce yeah. version of Can You Feel the Love Tonight? And I haven't listened to it, but I've heard it's a banger. I stayed away from it, right. so... I just, yeah, it's it's going to be so much fun to to do that again, just be in the theater and, and be in that world again, just like being a kid. It, it's it's going to be fun. I'm, I'm very excited for that. And there's definitely going to be some uh, some emotions pouring out of the face, I think, for that one. We're 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 getting very near the end of this, our our SoCo centennial. Uh, but before we go, we still got to bring you one more thing. But I'm down to one more, one more thing. I had a, I had a, I had kind of a cool big event that happened this last week that I didn't. It was a pleasant surprise. This this last Friday, I did my very first uh, comedy show, like a real paid stand up comedy show. Oh shit! And um, it was very exciting and fun. I did it here at a place called Seven Nightclub in Bend, Oregon, and um, I'm pretty proud of it. I, I've been working on my stand up a lot lately and doing a lot of open mics and. Um, was able to book a show. So I, I am, I do have footage of it that is available online. I'm going to post a link to it, uh, 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 which is from Twitch. Uh, so if you want to see me do 15 minutes of stand-up, you can do so, uh, and you can do it in the description box. So I've, I've been doing a lot more stand-up since I got here to Bend, and uh, it's been going pretty well. So I'm very excited and happy about how that went and wanted to let the folks at home know that they can, if they're not done with my voice yet, um, they can catch 15 more minutes of it if they want. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Yeah, it was pretty exciting. I have another show scheduled for um, July 6th. So uh, one day after the official release of Spider-Man Far From Home, (laughs) (laughs) I will be doing, uh, I'll be featuring um, on a show here in Bend also. So that's a lot of fun. That that one's at the Giggle Shack. The Giggle Shack, yeah. Nice. Well, I guess you Um, can just quit your job soon. Yeah, I made $20 <laughs> off this first show, so who needs Fuck. <laughs> Invest that in Bitcoin. I invested, <laughs> I invested it in an expensive tequila drink. There you know. go. <laughs> so my one more thing is about something that I am starting to really uh, get super pissed about. And oh, it's, this Chevro- it's this Chevrolet commercial, which <laughs> Cody and I have talked about in the past. We have serious problems with these Chevrolet commercials. Oh, fuck that um, that guy's worse they're, than they're the, the T-Mobile or the Verizon guy who became the Sprint guy. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're just the worst commercials. And up until now, I've been able to tolerate them, but this one just pisses me off and it's on TV too. So you don't have to go to the theater to see it, but it's on every single movie I go to. And it's there I think they're just like there's a, a car parked somewhere. People go up to it and are talking about it. It's whatever the Equinox or whatever the fuck it is. And at the end of it, it always ends with this woman going, whoever designed this needs a cookie and a star. I don't understand what her basis for a cookie and a star is. What the fuck does that mean? (laughs) What does a cookie and a star mean? I don't get it. (laughs) Like a gold star. Like you get a cookie and then you get a gold star. It's so stupid. I don't get it. Like (laughs) Maybe she's a kindergarten teacher. She must be, but there's no basis for this. It just ends with that. Like, you got to pick something different to end your commercial with than a cookie and a star. That's so stupid. <laughs> I'm like fucking Lewis Black and in Inside Out right now. Oh, this pisses me right off. <laughs> oh, my God. 
That was a lot of anger. That was. Uh, yeah, it was. I'm glad you were harnessing that character. I've I've audibly said this out loud in the theater too. Like, uh, what does a cookie and a star mean? I've said that like with people around me. <laughs> I get so mad about it. I need that to end soon because it's driving me absolutely insane. You know how the commercial should go. They should go. Uh, the new 2020 uh, Chevy Cobalt. I am the queen. I think that would be a better commercial. I, I'd be down for that. Another one would. Yeah, I just. Another one would be. Um, man, I, I gotta have this new 2020 Chevy Silverado. Give me what I want. That would be another. <laughs> that would be another good one. Or, or. I really like the brand new <laughs> Chevy Equinox. Oh, that was perfect. <laughs> That would be. Wow. I'm trying to think of. Let me let me think of another one. The uh, the uh, the the. <laughs> is that what you? Is that your? What was that from? That was you. <laughs> I know, I know, but what was I doing? I don't know. I I I just like accidentally, I went to cut out you saying uh, and I, like selected too much room and then played it and it sounded like that and I I laughed for probably 15 minutes. The uh. <laughs> So that'll be my when I'm thinking hard. You know what you get for that? You get a fucking cookie and a star. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I think we've used almost every one of our sounders this week, except for these. Oh 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 oh. oh. <laughs> there we go. So we got all the right stuff in this week. <laughs> Jared, you got one more thing? <laughs> uh no, it's I I just bitching about YouTube as always. Oh, let's do it. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, but if you're on fucking Twitter and you're like, Hey, I spent so much time on this video, and you didn't edit it, you didn't add clips, you didn't have to green screen anything, and you just turned on the mic, talked for 10 minutes, and turned it off, you did not spend a lot of time on it, and no <laughs> one should subscribe to your shitty channel. I'm sorry, but don't. <laughs> Stop. Hell yeah. Stop Tell him, Jerry. Stop a lot of work. <laughs> My God, sometimes I literally I wrote a tweet like all my tweets. I sometimes have to save to my notes be before I send them out just to make sure because I don't want to be rational. One of them, I was like, you know, sometimes I just worry or wonder about the quality of time I put into my videos. Maybe I'll just sit on my toilet, film on my razor phone and not edit out anything with my pants off. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's some people that would pay to see that. Yeah, probably. So you're telling me that. These other YouTubers don't deserve a cookie and star. Shut up. <laughs> oh, shoot. Oh, I have another uh, another show I'm releasing soon. It's pantsless reviews from the waist down only. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> JB's dick reviews. <laughs> BJ reviews. Oh, no. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> I don't even want to. Let's not go down that road. I'm thinking about just moving my stuff over to Pornhub. <laughs> hey, great cum shot. Check out mine over here. <laughs> oh, my God. Nice. That's uh, sticky. That is very, very sticky. Um, that's uh, Did everybody get their, their anger out? I, I was doing a positive thing. You guys went, went well, really see, sharp. That's why I should have gone positive, but then Seth turned it for the cookie and the star. Oh my god, don't get me started again, I swear. I have to go to the movies at least twice a week usually, and I have to see that twice a week. I should probably, well, 
Cody always tells me not to go early, but I, I have to because I got to enjoy a tasty burger. Mm. But uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know what you're talking about. I, I always try not to go early, but I still always do. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. That's <laughs> awesome, bro. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, a lot of vitriol in, in this week's edition of One More Thing. But I'm down to one more, one more thing. That's going to take us to the end of episode number 100 of the SoCo Show, our SoCo Centennial. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed it. This is probably a supersized uh, podcast, but fuck it. I'm not cutting anything. You, you had to listen forever. Don't forget, <laughs> lots of new stuff going on at the SoCo Show. The best way to figure out everything that's going on and stay in touch is by our Facebook page. I'm going to link to that in the description box. Make sure you get there for everything SoCo. Uh, in addition to that, We've got previously on Big Brother coming out every Saturday. Uh, we have the SoCo Sketch Show coming out in the next couple weeks. And we are going to have Cody Describes a Horror Movie. You can expect the first video edition of that in the next couple weeks as well. Everything we do is available via audio in your podcast feed. So as long as you're subscribed, you will get notifications for that. Bring someone new to the party. This is this is an episode that uh, I'm sure we'll have been proud of. So uh, let someone new in on the secret. Uh, help us grow our audience, and we highly appreciate that. Uh, check out our sponsors, of course, Audible, Mathis Designs, and Mike's Wood, and all of that good commercially stuff. Also, don't forget to go out to the YouTube. Ask Jared Buckendall. Jared is is doing much more than uh, than strictly talking into a camera for 10 minutes, not editing it and posting it onto YouTube. <laughs> so make sure you go out there and watch his videos. He's doing movie reviews every week. He's doing sketches. He's doing trailer reactions. He's doing rankings. The hardest guy, hardest Canceless working reviews. guy on YouTube. He's doing dick, dick out reviews. <laughs> dick so make sure reviews. you get over there <laughs> and check him out. We're going to link to his stuff like we always At do. At Jared Buckendall. And uh, you're going to want to catch all that stuff, especially the Child's Play review that's coming out soon that I know uh, is going to be very good. So I'm out of breath. That's a lot of good stuff going on. I don't know what to say other than uh, there's a sounder that I haven't used in a long time that I want to use. And here it is. Just wanted to make sure that we got copyright flagged for this, uh, this podcast. <laughs> oh, oh my god! Shit. So, I before we close out, I want to say congrats on a hundred episodes. That's awesome. Um, when you guys first announced this, I was like, "Thank God, someone else is doing something to be like feel self conscious about." <laughs> but no, this is awesome. You guys keep me going. I love you guys. Invite me over. Have lots of laughs. I mean, think about it. We've been talking for way too long, and it doesn't even seem like we've been talking that long. <laughs> That's a um, sure sign of a good time, just like Miller Lite. <laughs> Cody, I need you to cut out where Jared just says, I love you, because no one ever tells me that, and so I need to hear that over and over again. <laughs> All right, buddy. I will send you that sound clip, and I will echo you another I love you, um, because it, is, it has been very fun doing this podcast uh, with you, Seth, and obviously with you, Jared, for the hand. You're our most frequent guest. And this has been seriously the most fun. Um, we don't do it every week because it pays us well or for our health. Uh, we do it because it's fun. And we're happy that a few of you listen to us every week. So thank you to the audience and to Seth and to Jared. 
uh, for joining me on this week's podcast. So uh, cheers to 100 more, um, <laughs> which is so strange to say. I hope we're doing this in two years. Um, <laughs> I hope we're still friends. <laughs> uh, we'll fucking see. I doubt it. Um, but that that will actually bring us to the end of episode number 100. I have been this, the co-host, Cody Michael, uh, for the so-host, no. Seth Ott. Not yet. And for, You're still. Uh, fine. Who are you still? Fine. I am still Colivia Wilde, director of the number one movie of 2019, Booksmart, as, uh, as ranked by two of our three panelists this week. So make sure you check that out. For Seth Ott and for J.R. Buckendall, or for Jared Buckendall, as most of you know. At Jared Buckendall. Make sure you're coming back for 101 and keep an eye on everything going on SoCo. But we will see you next week. Bye. Cookie and a star.